on GT Channel with Sam Itani, James McKeon, and Taro Koki. Hello, everybody in Carlandia. Um, we are back here again. We keep coming back, guys. I mean, it's, you know, people, I think, gave us five episodes, but we are at third, episode 30, 30. I think. 30, yeah. It's a very good zero. Yeah, so we are, uh, today is kind of, we got, we're going to have a little bit of a Hollywood take to it. So I guess us three, we'll be like the three amigos, right, of the uh, <laughs> of the import car world, right? So I guess I'd be Steve Martin. You guys could be, fight over who, who wants to be Martin Sheen oh, and man. Chevy Chase. <laughs> I mean, most Martin of the, Short, Sam. Or Martin Not Short. Martin, Martin Short, Martin Sheen. Yeah. But most of the kids are going, who, what the you hell? You guys are you dating know? yourself. You are dating <laughs> I know, yourself. I know. So uh, before I introduce our special guest, uh, let me introduce you to our Three Amigos gang. Um, I'm Sam Matani, formerly uh, International Editor of Road and Track and all this uh, other stuff. Taro Koki, uh, the guy who makes all this happen Hello. at GT Channel, the president. And... James McKeown of No Breaking Podcast. He's our British ringer. He, we needed one guy with a British accent, so we found James. And today, guys, we have a great, great, what an honor to have uh, Sung Kang here from, uh, uh, are you, where are you right now, Sung? Are you in I'm LA? In, yeah, I'm in LA. From LA. Uh, we all know him from Fast and the Furious. Uh, and uh, guys who follow the car world know him as an owner of the uh the the z that white z fuguzi uh, the, the fuguzi yeah Fu, was it Fu, i can't fuguzi. remember fuguzi that's right that's right because i remember when you uh, i was at the uh grand turismo awards when you when uh when you got that thing I think. oh cool yeah, yeah. so because uh we're pretty close to the base station so welcome saying though uh thank you for taking your time out uh to join us and as always taro i will Kick it off to you. You could get things started. All right. All right. Oh, Sam, um, Sung Kang, we have the man, the, the, the myth. The myth. Uh, the legend. The legend. Um, since your character in the Fast and Furious seems to uh, come back from the dead, I think you're, you're like a, this mythical, legendary guy, right? Uh, we're very honored and happy to have you as a guest uh, for the 30th uh, Podspeed episode. Um, how are you doing, my friend? Good. Good, you know, um, under the circumstances, I can't complain. It's giving me an opportunity to you know, connect with some old friends and you know, work on some cars that uh, you know we're just kind of on some kind of you know bucket list or some wish list. So it's been great, you know. I, I feel like th time has just flown by because you know, working on a car, it's you know, it's so fun, and in the in, in the the community, there's been support. So I'm, I haven't felt you know, this kind of negative cloud that a lot of people, I think because of the circumstances to their feelings. So, you know, I got, I got really lucky. I got lucky that because of the fast stuff, you know, I got access into a community and then mm -hmm. I've just been blessed by meeting some really great, great, great folks, you know, and, uh, so yeah, I've been great guys. Great. Awesome. All right, Piggy, you haven't been watching CNN or any of the news shows if you're in pretty good pretty good spirits man what a downer Just yeah watching. i mean you know look we can we, that's a different conversation but you know you do what you can we all we're all dealing with it so yeah i mean gotta make lemonade out of lemons so you know are you filming uh through any of this at all no most of the stuff got shut down yeah. and i had some projects that were you know happening during you know right before covid and you know it didn't happen actually because of a film that i was directing 
it did not happen because of COVID. We got shut down. And I bought a 63 Datsun truck, a, a Datsun 320. Mm -hmm. And uh, I bought it for a character. He needed a beat up truck. It was like an old dude with a beat up truck. And then I found it on Craigslist in Alhambra. And it wasn't running, but I was like, oh, that's the perfect patina. And so because of that film and the lockdown is why I, I can tell you guys like, yeah, I've been pretty good because that car led to me going, I got nothing to do. So it was in the garage. So I started working on it with some friends and then that led to another car and that led to another car. And then just the group got bigger. So yeah, man, there's no work. I mean, things are, you know, moving, you know, I think things are adjusting now because of the, you know, around COVID, but mm -hmm. Hollywood has been pretty on a standstill, you know, like everything else. So. Yeah. Yeah. We've, we, we've been following for those who are following you on Instagram and, and YouTube and stuff. It seems like you're keeping yourself pretty busy with, with your car projects though. Yeah. I, 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 like I said, I've been lucky and blessed and, um, you know, somehow, you know, that 320, that Datsun 320 came into my life and, you know, it, it attracted all the right people. Mm -hmm. and it, it was weird because of that truck. You know, I got to meet painters. I got to meet guys in upholstery. And because of the upholstery guy, I met my current mentor, who, mm -hmm. Eric Aguilar, who's like, you know, this guy is like the Mr. Miyagi of all JDM. You mm -hmm. know? Especially the cars I like, the, the S30, the 240s and yep. uh, old Datsuns. And yeah, man, I mean, I, somehow I got into this kind of world of, first of all, great people i call them gmds you know good mood dudes they're not the dudes that are out there trying to wave their cock and say how cool i am and you know how expensive my shit is but it's guys who you know are you know function over form always safety mm -hmm. integrity yeah, yeah. and mm -hmm. uh, being able to learn from these people dude, yeah it's like I, I, i'm so lucky i'm getting like master class every single day so that's awesome so is that the kind of stuff that i've seen you like learning a lot of things you know like to to like weld and stuff like that is that for for all that for that project yeah because you know it, it, you know my approach with well you know the experiences i've been granted like you know starting with the faguzi you know that was led and the 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 you know the maestro if you will would have been this kenji simono from gretty you know mm -hmm. he was the one that laid the foundation on how to build a car properly you know, mm -hmm. in, in his way in the gritty yeah. way the japanese way the the southern cali way of the mm -hmm. you know the 80s and 90s and yeah it was like an older brother kind of taking me under his wing mm -hmm. and I'm, and, and my car iq was like at a zero then you know i was a, mm -hmm. i was i was a fan but mm -hmm. i couldn't tell you you know what i into you know how to adjust the throttle body or you know like carburetors and mm -hmm. I, I had no i had no concept of rb26 to a 25 mm -hmm. you know why he wanted to go naturally aspirated but mm -hmm. you know he was willing to let me just learn and yeah. i call it the celebrity build i didn't do shit you know i just i, I just <laughs> went along for the ride and i got some award i was on he's like go on the stage and i get some award and you know I'm like oh i didn't do this it's all kenji man everybody <laughs> needs to know it was don't, Kenji and Greg. Son, don't say that because when I was talking to Kenji about that car, and he goes, "Hey, man, son, he was he he took control. He was the man on no, that. So no. he was pumping you up, man. No, 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 no. no. He, he's he's humble in every way, but he's Kenji, a great guy. Yeah. Kenji's a master, and you guys yeah. know that. You know, oh, well, he's going to be one of he's going to be our guest uh, next couple of weeks or or next couple of months. So cool, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, I've known him for like twenty years. So. Yeah. But yeah. then, you know, fast forward and then, you know, being able to 
have these kind of, you know, men and mentors, good mood dudes, if you will, you know, kind of pave the road. I felt like a false prophet, man. I felt like a phony dude, like oh, in the magazine. Man. Yeah, dude. Like, you on yourself, man. No, no, no. <laughs> but look, fact is fact. Look, fact is fact, man. You can't, you know, call a spade a spade. Like I'm enthusiast and my intentions were always right. But there's, you know, look, the bandwidth, I mean, there are guys that devote their whole life to this stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I can never call myself like a builder or equivalent to that but i can say i don't know much but i know good people and i, I know people with talent and, and i spent the you know the 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 free time i had you know when i wasn't working um you know and because of internet and social media easy to learn now man you know mm-hmm. you you ask if kenji's or eric or someone like that you know explains a concept and if i don't understand it, i can go to youtube and watch the videos over and over and find the right video at my bandwidth. Like find the one like, you know, carburetors for dummies. And then I'm like, oh, okay, that's what that means. And that's what they meant. Mm-hmm. And so I just became a student, you know, and yeah. I think that's how I approach everything now is that um, it's better to say you're a student, man, even if you know, because if within the art community, the car community, come on, they're the guys are like geniuses, man. Their IQ is so far beyond anything <laughs> that I could ever imagine. So. You know, I think if you have an open mentality like that as a student, those men, those gentlemen, those guys that are aging out are willing to pass on that knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Well, if, you don't, if you're not a student anymore, you stop learning too, and then you stop progressing too. But you, I think you should give yourself a little bit more credit though. I mean, that car um, kind of like ignited or opened up the minds that, you know, a resto mod could actually be a Japanese car, right? Where like a rest of mod were, were American cars or maybe a little, you know, German, but you know, that was kind of like the first real, like reimagining an old car to more of a modern version of it. So, I mean, I, I give you a lot of credit for that. I mean, maybe you may have not, you know, you know, built it with your hands, but um, you know, you're part of that concept, right? Well, it's, and, and, it's his car. So. Yeah. It's your car, right? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I, I think because of, you know, the, the artist background, the Hollywood background, I'm, I'm, I'm more attracted and I'm very good at, you know, creating the narrative and the, mm-hmm. and the sentimental or the emotional connection we have with a vehicle or anything material. And for yep. me, I, 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 there always has to be a why. And yeah, I think that's why, you know, Fuguzi resonates with like car guys, because look, they're, I, I didn't reinvent the wheel and neither did Kenji. It's like a great interpretation, but if you look at like these old magazines from Japan, dude, you go through it and you go, every idea we have is in here. <laughs> I mean, so they've done it, right? So, but what I think, you know, resonated with people with the, with that, with the car is that it was, the ethos was just friends getting together in a garage and let's yeah. try to build something. And that's to me what that reignited or yeah. ignited, you know, and all the mechanics, it's great, man. You know, and I never say that, you know, Fuguzi is like, you know, the gold standard of anything. It's, a, I think it's just a great representation of a sincere ethos. It's just yeah. about three friends. Doofus is trying to get, have an excuse for our wives. <laughs> Why as like middle-aged men, we're going to hang out all day on a weekend, <laughs> right? We don't play golf. So we're like, get, let's get a car. Let's get a cheap one. And the 240 was cheap, right? Yeah. We, couldn't, we couldn't do the 911. So let's get a cheap one. And then because of social media, because of connections with Fast, people like Kenji and Mirasan, Rocket Bunny, Carbon Signal, 
Fugazi is an international build. It's not my, I, I go, yes, I was a part of it, you know, mm -hmm. and I was part of this the ethos and like, you know, creating like this, you know, the narrative and the emotional att 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 attachment to the car. But mm -hmm. you break down the Fugazi, it was a social media internationally uh, uh, produced car or mm -hmm. supported. Even can, we say you, can we say you directed it pretty much? If it was a movie, I don't know if I, yeah, I would say, yeah, you could say it's yeah. like a directing, yeah, directing, yeah. if you will. And then, you know, you have department heads and, you know, you have other masters of their craft mm -hmm. that come in and you got to know who to bring in together, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and not that I did because mm -hmm. it was all Kenji. I just got lucky. <laughs> Kenji somehow, someone from Greddy found out that I was looking for this Mira body kit that never, mm -hmm. that was just a render. They happened to be the distributor. I had no idea where Rocket Money was. I had, I had no idea. And then Kenji was like, "That's me." And he mm -hmm. happened to have a like a real connection with the 240s, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. If you really dissect it, if you look at why the car is the way it is and it's NA, it's it just the whole setup of it. Is you go, it's really Kenji's kind of opus to the 240, right? And mm -hmm. and then and then NA, the whole naturally aspirated. Like, why? Yeah. You know, it's like. You know, it's like you, you don't want to do everything that's been done in the magazine, right? Mm -hmm. and, you, and you're pushing that RB26 to boundaries it shouldn't go. It's not built for that. So it was like a great, he kind of set all that up. And I was able to take the car or the, the spirit of the car and go name it Fuguzi, you know, and, you know, it, it's not just Sung's 240, it's Fuguzi. It's a mm -hmm. separate entity than me. So, yeah. I, I, and at that time, I think the JDM community was lacking a representation, you know, like a spokesperson. And mm -hmm. Fuguzi needed to be that to reignite like, hey man, aftermarket, you know, industry's not dead, you know, modifying your cars, not, you don't have to be embarrassed about it. It's not fast and furious because I think fast and furious had kind of aged and evolved where mm -hmm. it wasn't hokey and like street, like punks. It was like, now it's a part of our pop culture. It's our part of our identity. Yeah. So yeah. we can celebrate that without you know, being embarrassed or, mm -hmm. you know, feeling like it's adolescent. Now mm -hmm. these cars are like representations of everything that was great about our community. You know? Yeah. So yeah. It, yeah. Took a, it took a life of its own. Right. But I really feel that that project itself, like pushed you into the car world, like propelled you into the car world. Right? When, when we were talking a couple of weeks ago, you said that, you know, you're a completely different person, you know, from, from that time to where you are right now. And I think, you know, the, uh, you know, like your Instagram page, for example, it's all about cars, right? Sung's Garage. I think that wouldn't have happened if you didn't have uh, the Fuguzi to kind of push you over that edge. Kenji created a monster. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah. He was he, I, I call him like a great older brother that doesn't teach by saying, he just lets me go and mm -hmm. make mistakes and showed me the right way of doing a build and how you, you do it, you know, the correct way and how parts are exchanged and how services are exchanged. What like, what like give and take is like, it's done with honor. There's no, like, you don't do because you want something you do because you do, that's just mm -hmm. how you do it. And then people do because they want to do it. You, that's how you hang out. Mm -hmm. and then after Fuguzi, because of the whole business or there's marketing and numbers and all likes and all the social media shit, you know, I've started working with like sponsors, right? You know, mm -hmm. and went to the next pro project with, you know, kids and yeah, that was total, cool. yeah, total different monster. It's a different mm -hmm. beast with expectations and all that. And, and then going through that and you're going, okay, I don't want to be doing builds where I'm beholden to some sponsor mm -hmm. 
I want to do it on my terms. And, I, you know, and, and it has to stay a hobby for me. It has mm-hmm. to stay fun. Otherwise, yeah. it's, what's the point? I don't need to do it, man. Like, I don't need, we don't need another car built. I mean, that's, I, only reason I want to do any of this is just to hang out with my friends and mm-hmm. meet cool folks. And each, each car I learn, I change, man. Mm-hmm. You know, because I go in as a student and then I go, even the worst experiences, you meet like the biggest fucking asshole, man. <laughs> you know, like he's a hero of yours and you just realize he's in it for all the wrong reasons. And at the moment you go, why am I? Because I don't need to put up with this shit. But then yeah. after you go, well, he taught me what not to be. Mm-hmm. What yeah. not to be. Yeah, right? yeah. So, um, yeah, every car has been, if you look at it, like it's an opportunity to learn about yourself, learn about other people, and really also learn about like material value. What do we need another car for? You know, like, what is dope? Like, what is cool? What is, yeah. what deserves a Grand Turismo award? Like, I don't think it's dollar amounts. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, man. I don't think it's like the fastest car and all that. That's Thank the you. spirit. You're right. It's right. that spirit. Yeah. The spirit, right? Yeah. No, yeah. you're right. So, Song, would Han would have been different if it was played by the Song Kang of today? Back then? No. No? You know, no, no the no, character no. is still the character? You wouldn't have. Yeah. Maybe. You know, yeah, because it had not, Han has not, if you take the cars away, mm-hmm. it's something that I think, you know, as a, as even when I played Han and, you know, I played him like maybe like 33. So I wasn't young, you know, mm-hmm. Han, when I played, I was like in my thirties. So mm-hmm. I was already on the search for these like questions or answers that Han already had. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe I didn't know what the fictional Han knew about cars. Mm-hmm. Right. But, you know, in terms of like, you know, I think life philosophy, you know, and, you know, his kind of ethos in life was something that I could, you know, at least find grounding in, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and I think that's why people relate to it. You know, I think they like Khan because I go, why, why, why is everybody, is it, is it the hair? Is it the, I don't think it was the hair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was the hair. <laughs> was it these? Was it these? Was it these? <laughs> like, irresistible, you know? Was it? Was it the pop? The snack eating, you know? <laughs> I, was, I was hoping you weren't going to kill or kick uh, Sonny Chiba's ass because he was like my hero when I was a little kid, you know? So. Dude, he's the reason I named the, the, uh, the Z Fuguzi. I would well, yeah, I was going to ask you why, why, how, explain to everyone why Fuguzi, the name came up. Because I always mispronounce it and everything, but Fuguzi, okay. Yeah. So in the Japanese tongue, it would be pronounced Fugu. Yeah, blowfish. I don't know. I'm, I'm just making that up. Right? No, that's fine. No, you're right. That's, that's, how, that's how you pronounce it. Fugu. Fugu is a blowfish. Right. It's a poisonous blowfish that if the chef does not prepare it properly, it'll kill you. Right. Correct. The, the, like, the innards, the organs. If you eat the exactly. organs, you are dead. Yeah. Right. So you're taking a risk, right? And so I was going, Fugu. And in the car, I was like, race car. It's like, yeah, if you don't prepare the race car properly, it could kill you. Fugu and then Fugu Z. Then I went on and I test all the names with my nephews, my little nephews. Like if they can pronounce Fugu Z, Fugu Z, that's a good name. If, if, it, if, it's too, if it's too adult, it doesn't make any sense. If I said, I'm going to call it, you know, Super Speed XTZ. <laughs> My nephew can't pronounce it, but fuguzi, they can. And it's a blowfish, right? Mm-hmm. And the reason I learned about the fugu fish was that when we were in Tokyo shooting uh, uh, Fast and Furious, right. Sunny, yeah. Yeah, Sunny Shiba invited us out to dinner. 
Mm. Right? And he wanted to take us on a like old school Japanese guys like night out. So first mm -hmm. first was fugu dinner at his mm -hmm. favorite fugu restaurant because we're gonna risk our life. We have to put our life into his hands. <laughs> Actually, you know the sashimi part isn't that dangerous. You know, yeah. And it tastes like nothing. It tastes like yeah, it's yellow. bland. Yeah, 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 it is very yeah. bland. Yeah, super. It's very, there's a lot it's of chewy. ceremony. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot of ceremony and, you know, all that. Mm -hmm. Very romantic. Yeah. And then after he took us and, uh, you know, got us drunk and, you know, took us to his karaoke and got us drunk with his uh, sochu, which is like mm -hmm. a. Yeah. Know, but with a Japanese vodka, but, you know, Japanese, yeah. Yeah. Japanese yeah, there's grain, grain and potato vodka. Yeah. So there's a Sanishiba sochu. So he went and. <laughs> oh, there said, is. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then he sang my way like 20 times. Just like Elvis. Yeah. 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 And then you, it was cool walking around with them to see how beloved he was in Japan. He's like John Wayne, you know, he's like the yeah, John yeah, Wayne. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. He is like John yeah. Wayne. Who, so yeah. who went out on this uh, night out in, in Tokyo with you? Uh, Lucas Black and okay. uh, the director, Brian T, who played DK. Mm -hmm. And then... Uh, and then Mila, who the, the, the girlfriend, what? Yeah, the girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. girlfriend. And then, uh, and then me and Jason Tobin was there too. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was a whole did group you, of us. Did he take you to any of his uh, Kyokushin karate dojos or any any of his uh, martial arts stuff come up? Because that guy is that guy is like a martial arts legend, you know. He's, yeah, I don't think he want, He didn't merit. We didn't merit the martial arts conversation because none of us. Or martial arts. So he, okay. he wanted to talk about acting, like, you know, uh, his work with Quentin Tarantino. And, oh, that's and right. Kill Bill. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> and he looked, when he showed up, you know, you should see the way he dressed. He's full on, like, Japanese pimp, man. It's like, what's aura, you know? <laughs> oh, man. Three piece suits, man. It's like, OG style. No. <laughs> Godfather. He is the Japanese Dupont, Godfather. Dupont lighter. Cling. <laughs> Long cigarette. <laughs> oh, he still smokes? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, my God. That's yeah. awesome. Wow, that is cool. So yeah. you're, you're back um, in Fast and the Furious 9, all those, the kids that you, 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 you co-starred with in Tokyo Drift are back in, in 9 as well, right? How was it like being with everybody together again? It was cool. oh, you're the old guy too, you know. Yeah, well, I was old then. Yeah, you know? yeah, I guess. Yeah, it was that yeah. When we shot Tokyo Drift, I mean, Lucas was—I don't think he was even 21—and Bawa was probably like 18. He's a kid. You know? Yeah. You know, and and Mila was probably like 20, 21 then. Everybody was really young, and um, um, Brian was Brian. DK's my age, so we're close to the age, you know. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, but um, you know, it's nice because. You know, when we were shooting, because there was such a big age gap, like I didn't really have anything in common. Like I can't be, you know, if I would, if I'd hang out with Bow Wow and, you know, Lucas, you know, just talking about playing, you know, like Xbox or whatever. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, I got a, I got a mortgage. I'm like, like trying to refi right now. Right. I go, have you read Rich Dad, Poor Dad? You should read that. What's funny was like, I was telling Lucas, so I was like, hey, man, be like, what's you, should, that? you should invest your money. You shouldn't be buying all this junk with this Fast and Furious money. And he's like, what? I go, yeah, man, you should buy real estate. He goes, well, I don't know how to do that. And I go, hey, 
read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. It's a great <laughs> book, right? And it was funny when we saw each other in London shooting a Fast Night Nine. Lucas is now married and, you know, he's a dad and he's much older, right? So and he's like, hey, Song, remember that book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad? That you were telling me, he's like, man, when I was a kid, I was like, what are you talking about, Rich Dad, Poor Dad? And he's like, I read that book 10 times. I tell everybody, <laughs> go read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Right? <laughs> you know yeah so uh it's it was cool because now everyone's grown up you know like when bow wow was we were shooting uh, tokyo drift he was still you know young little bow wow that's what you called him mm-hmm. and so he he behaved appropriately for a young teenager and so did all the other young folks so it's nice that you know none of them like burnt themselves out and it's not some tragic hollywood tale Mm-hmm. They've all turned out. Oh, so God, yeah. yeah. I hate to hear yeah. those. Everybody's good. You know, everybody's good and everybody's like grateful. First mm-hmm. of all, maybe when you're younger, you're not as grateful for these opportunities to be part of a franchise like this. Yeah. But now, because the things that happen with the franchise and the losses, like, you know, it's we know that we're part of something special. And yeah. it's great to see these young men are now that are, you know, grown up, mm-hmm. that are, know that. That right. appreciate being a part of this, like they're happy to be a part of it, and, mm-hmm. and you know they don't look at it lightly, you know. And yeah, that's great. So, yeah. Hey, Sung, did uh, when uh, you were in that, uh, you uh, start opposite uh, Sylvester Stallone. I can't remember the movie now. Bullet to uh, the head. Yes, yeah. bullet to the head. So that's two iconic action stars in Japan and the U.S. Now, did Sylvester like take you guys out? Oh, yeah. The room too. yeah so yeah yeah you, you you may tell you how i got that film because how you got that part yeah people think in hollywood like you know you just get some phone call and everything like kind oh of, i thought you just audition your your yeah, agent no. finds everything for you you no, know no. during that time i'd even have an agent this was like after wow really so, yeah this is the ploy of it of an actor and then an asian american male actor okay <laughs> after up, even after fast five i didn't have an agent i couldn't get an agent no wow. weird right so yeah, that's crazy. That's, Fast had nothing to do with my agents. It was my relationship with Justin Lin from Better Luck Tomorrow. Oh, right, right, right. And Better so Luck those, Tomorrow. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So that those those films had nothing to do with like the the traditional way of getting a part, mm. which there isn't. There aren't parts. There aren't those opportunities out there. You know. Yeah. And and so there was a there was so it was like a, a three day weekend. And at that time, I, I don't mean to get you guys down, but this is how I feel like if you do the right things and you just keep your nose to the ground you move forward opportunities present themselves my wife was like going through chemo she was sick she had chemo she had cancer and and i couldn't get a job to save my life like you know everything was just kind of like hitting me in my face and i was like man i'm in this movie these fast movies and i still can't get a damn like agent and outside of these fast movies will i actually have a career like I don't want to be known as just Han for the rest of my life. I'm an actor. I trained. I'm serious about my craft as an actor. Right. And so I was, you know, taking, I was walking around like, and just trying to get some air and, and, um, and I get this call from, you know, my like manager that I'd never barely ever spoke to. Isn't that a manager? It's just the guy who said he was going to manage me and never heard from him. Right. Okay. <laughs> he calls me and he goes, Hey, what's going on? He knows nothing that's going on in my life. Cause obviously I never talked to him and I'm like, Hey man, what's up? And he goes, Hey, so, uh, Joel Silver, he's the producer of the matrix movies. Um, uh, he wants to talk to you right now. 
because he saw your YouTube video. And I did this YouTube video teaching this kid how to use his camera. So we did this like goofy little interview called mm -hmm. Car Talk. And it was oh, just yeah, this yeah. comedy piece, right? And yeah, then we yeah, put yeah. it up on YouTube. It's basically just to teach this kid how to edit and you know do YouTube videos. And, and so we did this little skit and he goes, I, he goes, hey, so Joel Silver's like interns um, saw this video on YouTube because it went viral, right? It was yeah. like, and then, and he goes, he's casting this movie and it's like 48 hours. It's like a double banger, like a buddy cop thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, and the director is the director of 48 hours. Jo uh, okay. Yeah. Right. And, um, and, and Sylvester Stone starting in and they're looking for the opposite guy and they don't, they're like, they, don't want to go another African-American route because they don't want to do another 48 hours. The director doesn't want to do that. He's like, but they're looking for some type of flavor and they saw your video and it's this stoic, like ridiculous humor. Mm -hmm. and, and Joel would like to meet you and talk to you. Right. And, and, and Joel, you know, we, we talked and he goes, okay, you're going to, you're going to meet, you're going to meet the director and then you're going to go meet Sly. And um, I went and met the director and it was in Beverly Hills and he wasn't really looking at me. Joel wanted me in the movie, but I don't think Sly or, or the director did. And, and, um, and who am I? Like, you know, I'm not some massive star. Like they, they go, yeah, it's some kid in a YouTube video, right? Like and he was in the fast movies. They don't, these guys don't care, man. You know, they don't and, even uh, have an agent. Right. And they're like, and so Walter Hill, Walter Hill wrote, you know, 48 hours. He, right, right. He, I mean, he's, this guy's, you know, true icon in Hollywood, iconoclast. And uh, so I meet him and he's eating, I remember he's eating his asparagus. He's like, not even <laughs> looking at me. And we're in this Beverly Hills restaurant and I feel all like out of place. And, 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 and I'm thinking about my wife, like, you know, sick at home after a chemo. And I'm like looking at him going, man, this fucker's not even looking at me, man. Like, he doesn't want to cast me in this. And I said, hey, Mr. Hill, I'm going to go because I don't know what the point of this is. Like, how can I convince you to cast me in an hour over lunch? Like, you know, you're not even looking at me. And I go, what am I going to tell you to convince you to hire me? And I said, I don't have time for this, man. I go, if this is like a Maserati payment for you, and that's the kind of movie you're going to make, I'm not the guy for you. Mm -hmm. But if you want a guy that'll take a bullet for you, that if you want to make something special, like I'll, I'll die for you. And that's what I expect out of you. Mm -hmm. And he looks up. And you know, Walter's like in his like almost 80 by then. Yeah, he's old, yeah. And he looks up and he goes, my kind of guy. <laughs> right? And he goes, he goes, all right, kid, I'm gonna call Sly. He's waiting for you at the, you know, and uh so he was waiting for the green light. And uh so you're gonna go meet him. And he goes, I can only and he goes, You got my blessing, but it's really up to him now. He's the final checklist, he's the mm -hmm. checkoff. He goes, it's going to be tough, kid, but I can tell you this, is that Sly's going to put his heart on the table as soon as he meets you. If you can match that, then you got a chance, mm. right? And so right away, like, he goes, meet him in an hour. I go there, and I'm expecting him to be laid with an entourage and shit. Mm. And so we met at some hotel, and it was just him and his uh, producing partner from Liverpool. It's a young, you know. Mm. His, his buddy, you know, it's like they've known each other forever. And it's mm -hmm. just two of them. Yeah. And he orders a coffee. You know, there's no entourage. He's punctual. He's five minutes early. Mm -hmm. And he sits down and he goes, hey, kid, you like tattoos? And I'm like, huh? And he, he's like, yeah. And he takes off his shirt. He just goes, 
we're in the, we're in the, we're in the, ho- the hotel lounge, dude. And there's like a, <laughs> there's like a bridesmaid party going on, and they're like, "Oh shoot, that's that's a Mr. Stallone." <laughs> and he goes, "There's a tattoo of my wife." He has like a full yakuza tattoo all over his body. Oh really? Yeah, and he goes on with like you know his daughter and all that, and then he goes, "Hey kid, why you wanna be in the movie?" Right? And uh, and I said, uh, simply, it's just Rocky. You know that those kind of movies gave a kid a nobody from nowhere like an idea that you can be something and i go if i can make those kind of movies and inspire the young version of me which you mm-hmm. did for me that's why i want to make movies right mm-hmm. and he got up and left like he just like he didn't pay the bill he just like and he takes off right <laughs> i'm like all right and then he uh his uh assistant or his producing partner from liverpool sounds like john lennon right you know he goes you know, and he goes, because I, he, he was, I was, Sly was asking me some questions about my parents and stuff like that. And, I, and my mom was a housekeeper when I was young. And I had told him that. And mm-hmm. I said, you know, somebody that's nobody that comes from that kind of background to dream to be in Hollywood is amazing. And so just me sitting with you, Mr. Stallone or Sly, it's like this, I'm already winning. You know what I mean? Like, and then when we're, he, we're, we're, you know, they were leaving, his, you know, his prison bar turns around and goes, you know, my, my mother was a housekeeper too. Mm. I was like, oh, well, that's cool. And he's like, so you really want to be in this movie? And I was like, come on, man. Walter Hill, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone? <laughs> well, what kind of question is that? And he goes, okay, well, we'll see you on set. And that was it. And, then we're, <laughs> and we're on set. And we're like eating dinner with Sylvester Stallone every night, you know, having the town. Wow. That's almost like a movie in itself, man, the way that built up. Okay. Yeah, man. So, so Sylvester's I, not the one who gave you the okay. There was some kind of rapport between them. So the, the assistant knew you were in pretty much. Yeah, so I mean, wanted you in, huh? look, everybody has their face, best face on with like someone like him. Like, how, do, yeah. how does he know? He doesn't yeah. have the, how's he gonna gauge because i'm an actor i can probably start crying that's right <laughs> my mom wanted me to be in a semester solo movie <laughs> right? Oh, you're right yeah. you're right yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true yeah she, yeah she hugged the picture of you when she died on her bed <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah that's awesome so yeah. but uh he was uh he was a great guy he was a. Uh, Pretty genuine. old school old school you know it's sunny chiba no, no, sylvester stallone look at these mentors you have now son man <laughs> yeah can you really know <laughs> can you really know <laughs> right up there what, yeah. what i found is surprising is he was there punctual you said you know no entourage you th- I, I thought guys i thought hollywood you know these big stars they make you wait they might not even show up but that's wow. that's good to hear we'd go out to dinner and you know just be at some restaurant i mean they knew he was coming but um right yeah, you know, there was never I and on set, you know, there's never some like nonsense where he didn't show up or he wasn't prepared and mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know, he was old school, man. Like, you know, it was there's no there's no black magic when it comes to being an actor or in anything in life. It's it takes work, man. Yeah, and, you gotta keep at it. That's you know, absolutely like, true. Don't you know, give up. Yeah, and if you really got to know Sylvester Stallone, the man behind Rocky, you would never guess that that's who this guy is he's an artist he's like literally he's like an amazing oil painter right he's so intelligent yeah he's so intelligent that's you know he's acting you know it's an act well anyone who wrote rocky has my respect (laughs) yeah you know it's a fantastic story you know so yeah so good old good old-fashioned bootstrap hard work you know Mm. and when you meet a guy like that you think 
you know, because you're fans, you're, you grow up watching them from, you know, uh, what was it, Blood, what was that called? The Blood. Rambo? Yeah, Rambo, First, First Blood. Blood. Yeah. You, you grow up watching them in all these movies and you go, you think they're like, you know, bigger than life, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're not human, right? Like they're, you, you will not be able to aspire to be that. And then you meet them and then it, you know, guys, it's like any car to, if you break it down, another dude built it. Mm-hmm. You know, if you really focus on it and just repetition and you put your heart into it, you will be able to figure it out too. And that's what the beauty or the, the great thing about, you know, meeting these legends, if you will, mm-hmm. is that you realize they're human. They make mistakes. When you see Sylvester Stone, you know, messing up his lines, you go, oh, it makes you feel like, oh yeah, he's human, man. This is the process, right? right. There's no perfect. There's no such thing as perfect. You shouldn't strive to be perfect you know mm-hmm. you shouldn't yeah. so um that's what they teach you but you got to get up you know like mm-hmm. the dude was working out man he's like hey this is my last he goes this is like last hurrah where my body still can get like shredded more than you guys <laughs> and it was like me and jason momoa <laughs> right and he's like i'm gonna get sh-. He, and he showed up like rap like bruce <laughs> lee's all like <laughs> sweat his earlobes are sweating his eyes are sweating just right for a 70 something year old you look at that and you go i have no excuse man right (laughs) so song i have a question Uh, being an asian american actor i mean and you said that's how you were trained you know when did you decide you wanted to be an actor and then and what steps did you take to get to where you were or 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 where you where you uh, let's say where you are now even you know counting um fast and all that stuff even though you said some of that you didn't even have an agent but you you know i mean these are were these breaks uh i mean do we all need breaks uh but i'd like to know what what made you become an actor too um growing, i grew up in georgia small town in georgia you know always very few other asian folks out there or any really any people of color aside mm-hmm. from african-american folks and and you know identity is it's like you're lost man you have no idea of like who you are mm-hmm. and i knew as a kid like i didn't want to leave this earth without like saying something like leaving a mark i didn't want to be invisible man and i didn't call like growing up in the 70s and 80s in the south in a small town you're not a second class citizen sometimes you're a third class citizen man you're just invisible you have no voice you're not even korean you're like just a chinese dude that doesn't know martial arts yeah. you know? yeah. Because everyone's Chinese, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're right? Asian, you're Chinese. Yeah. If you know martial arts, you're Bruce Lee. But then right. if okay. you don't, you're Jack the Chinese. Chan, you're the Chinese guy that, that doesn't know martial arts or is good at calculus, so he's useless. <laughs> right? um, but I, I knew, man. Like you know, I, I have a very alpha personality, man. It's something that I think certain people are born with, and I did not want to like, go out being nothing. Having no voice, no impact, no contribution. And so I would look on TV and look in the magazines, go, where am I? Where's my face? Like, who can I aspire to be? Like, how do I become somebody of importance, but then the right way? I don't want to be a criminal, you know? Like, how do I get, how do, how do, how do I have a voice, man? And, you know, all I saw was, you know, Bruce Lee's and Jackie Chan's, right? Mm-hmm. And that I couldn't relate with. Because I'm an American kid, man. I was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't even want to do martial arts, man. I don't like that stuff. I like baseball and football and basketball. So I said, I will find a sport that I am not dependent on a subjective opinion Mm -hmm. and also not dependent on the whole team to support me. 
to be able to play. So I focused on just being a pitcher. I said, I'll throw the fastest fucking ball and then I'll be the best pitcher. And I was like, I'll go to the major leagues and then I'll be something. So in Georgia, it's easy to get into baseball. Baseball's all day, every day in there, right? So I said, as a kid, I'm going to do that. But there was no Nomo. There's no channel. Yeah. No, no Ichiro back yeah. then. You know, it's like you need somebody. You need the community to support that. Even if I had a six, you know, sidearm pitch, there was no support. And I remember my coach was. I was the kid that we'd lose a game, I'd start crying. I was that kid. Like mm -hmm. I could not lose because I was like, yeah, it's my, yeah, my only way out, man. It's my only way to be somebody. And we would lose as a team and I would cry. And the coach came up to me and goes, hey, son, you know, don't worry about it. You know, and I go, I got to make it to the pros, coach. And he's like, ah, kid, just have fun because there ain't no Orioles in the league. And I looked at him and I was like, there's no Orioles in the league? And I was like, you know, he's right. What the fuck am I doing? Fuck this. <laughs> and then I was, so then I was like, maybe it's entertainment. There's Bruce Lee. There's, so I focused on Bruce Lee without the Marshalls going, I need to know why a black dude is wearing Bruce Lee's face on his T-shirt. Mm -hmm. If a black dude's going to wear your face on his T-shirt, that means that you've transcended cool, yeah. right? Cool. Yeah. And I was like, so Bruce Lee wasn't a mar ar ar martial artist for me. He was like an actor. Mm -hmm. you know, like I would find books on him. He was like a child actor. There's like he comes he was, from yes. you know, a family of theatrical actors. Exactly. Like, yeah. How do you do that? How do you create the Bruce Lee that we know now? Mm -hmm. And I used them kind of as like a model. I, I found like, you know, I would, I, you know I would, there was like articles on letters he wrote to himself on Holiday Inn lettering saying that I will be the first Asian American movie star paid, you know, more than a million dollars. I'll be the star. It was like positive affirmation. He was just, mm -hmm. I was like, you got to do that. And, and that can come off as cocky or arrogant or self-assured, but no one else is going to like tell you it's going to work out. You better figure it out. Right. Yeah. And then I figured it out, man. Like Bruce Lee, the martial arts is actually secondary. Like with me, cars is secondary. It's just a part of, it's the thing that makes us kind of, I guess, accessible or like, mm -hmm. you know, like there's a common interest, but you know, what is it that Bruce Lee transcends? And I think it's somebody that you would want to hang out with, man. It's like yeah. the first Asian brother. You're like, I want, I want to invite that to the, to the party. He probably has some like cool ass shit to say something mm -hmm. like, you know, like he can drop some knowledge aside yeah. from the, from the martial arts. Yeah, you know? yeah. And so, so then I was like, okay, let's focus on the acting. So as a kid, I was doing theater and, you know, I was like mesmerized by mimes when I would see them in mm -hmm. San Francisco and, I was like, I want to be able to affect people. I want to be able to make them happy and sad. And I go, yeah, this is a, you know, the, the entertainment thing is probably the way to go. And I thought I wanted to be a stand-up comedian because I love making people laugh. I like seeing people laugh. And so when, how old were you when this, uh, this, like 12 came out. About 12. 12. Oh, you were still yeah, yeah. really young. Yeah, Holy yeah. cow. Okay. Yeah, 12, so the baseball thing ended pretty quick. Yeah. 12 <laughs> I knew. 12 okay. I knew. I said, I, I got to be something. I know, I'm not, I would look around with, you know, a few other Asian folks in, you know, in school and how they're, they were treated and how they were looked at. Mm -hmm. How are they? They're actually okay with it. They're just mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm, I, you know, it's just the way it is, man. When they're bullied or, they're called Don't rock the, the boat. Yeah. 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 And I'm not like that, man. I was the dude that would punch you back. And then I would go and go fuck up your house. Right. Like I, <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, that's just the way it is, right? <laughs> and, uh, and so I said, all right, let me focus now on this like craft of acting. And I started just taking, you know, I started doing theater stuff to break all the, the stage. The theater stuff at school? Yeah, yeah. Like school, elementary school, yeah. school to, to high, school, high school. I did, yeah. yeah, you know, it was impopular to be a theater kid in high school, you know, but. Now everyone else is playing football. Yeah, yeah right? so, I, so I did everything to, to basically anything that I was afraid of, like, and I had phobia or mm -hmm. prejudices, like dancing, like modern dance. I was like, oh man, that's for. That's Don't for, say it. Don't that's say it. The, yeah. That's 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 for the <laughs> yeah, that's for the artistic or right, something, yeah, right? Right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then, like, but then I did it. I was like, yeah. let me I, I consumed myself in it because it was so scary. Mm -hmm. And then your boys kind of laugh at you, but then right. at the end of it I go, Yo man, within this I learned so much. There's mm -hmm. some amazing people here, right? Mm -hmm. And then and then it's like, you know, you do that, you do you do the theater and Every, and even when you're young, you realize even your boys are trying to hold you back. So you got to just keep going, man. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, being an actor can be like really hokey at times, you know? Oh, and, yeah. A lot of people make fun of you. Go, yeah, yeah, you're going to yeah. be an actor. Yeah, sure. You're going to go to LA. Yeah, sure. You know? Yeah. 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 And so, so then I was moving furniture one summer, right? And this was. And, are you still after, in Georgia? No, no I'm, in, I'm in San Francisco now. Okay. Right? So it was after high school and then I was in college and my uh, KSA, Korean Student Association, big brother, mm -hmm. who was Japanese American from the Bay. Okay. He, just, he just had a bunch of Korean friends. So hey, we're all brothers, man. We're all yeah, brothers. yeah. So Roy Siaka, his dad was a famous jockey for the Desi, the Desi Arnaz family. Mm. So he's an Okinawan jockey, badass Okinawan dude. So that dude like taught me what it like his father taught me how to be like a little badass and a little body, like, mm. like confident, right? And um, anyway, he got me a job at Nippon Express in San Francisco, and it's okay. like an export import. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they have a Oops. home moving uh, section department yeah. where you move Japanese business people in and out. Yeah, back and forth. Yeah, so I got a job up there, and then um, my big bro, Roy Sako, was like, hey man, you serious about this acting? There's an actor named Jason Scott Lee from Hawaii. Yeah, I remember. He, I used yeah. to live right down the street from him. Okay. And, words, he, yeah. and he goes, Dragon. you need to study him. <laughs> and there was a movie at the Kabuki Theater called uh, Map of the Human Heart. It's a French film. Yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that movie. Yeah. He played an Eskimo and he's love interest. He's that's right. That's right. That was one of his first movies, I think. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Great film. Yeah. Like, great. Yeah. And the, like, he's the star of this movie. Like He's yeah. speaking English and he's playing. That's real acting. You go, as an actor, you go, whoa it's possible yeah yo it's possible man like you can do it and then he went and did dragon and played bruce right. lee he went to and then it was like he went from art house to action you're like oh you don't have to do one thing and he's not even a martial artist you know what mm -hmm. i mean he's an actor right and then i was like it's possible so i hunted jason down mm. like i came to la and started like hunting him down <laughs> like, stalking? I was like, i mean yeah. we're talking stalker like, right? well this remember this is pre-internet yeah, yeah okay. pre-cell pre phone, right? Yeah, so it's you, like, you have to find right, him. Yeah, yeah, you got to find him in a newspaper. Like, where is he, <laughs> where, where is he going to be, right? Yeah. And I was like, where did he study acting? I was like, I need to find this. Mm -hmm. And somehow, man, like, this is how it works. Like, I was waiting tables, like, and I had like 10 jobs, and I was waiting mm -hmm. tables, and I was like, God, how do I find this fucking guy? Right? Were you in L.A.? 
Yeah, I'm in LA. Oh, you already came to LA for that. Okay. I'm in LA now, waiting tables, doing the acting thing. Right. I I didn't even have a car. I was taking the bus, dude. Oh man. Wow. And uh, great story, but yeah. yeah. (laughs) And and so the cashier at the restaurant. This is pre-computer system at the you know the Posi systems. Actually, like a physical cashier. She was Korean, and she goes, "You want to be an actor, right?" And I go, "Yeah." And she had the Korean newspaper. Okay. And in the classifieds, there was an ad to be an extra in CENCOM security as a Korean home security, like ADT. Uh-huh. And Peter Falk, the Colombo guy, yeah, was yeah. going to be the star of the commercial. Okay. But they needed Korean extras mm. to be walking around the crime scene, right? Yeah, yeah. And they, they, paid a, they paid like $30 for the day, but you yeah. got to meet Peter Falk. And yeah. she goes, you should go to this. And I was like, <laughs> She goes, everybody loves Colombo. You should ask Colombo how to be an actor. Like, That's a great idea. Yeah, so right. Like, Peter Falk, all he played was Colombo. Yeah. I don't think so, he had anything else. So thus, I go to this thing, and I'm an extra standing behind Peter Falk, never being able to talk to him once, not even no. once. Right? I'm like, and, but the, uh, the assistant director, right, the AD, he, uh, he, he was Korean-American. He was my age. And, we were talking and I was like, man, I gotta, I, I thought I could talk to Peter Falk, ask him how to be an actor. And he's like, oh, that ain't gonna happen, dude. And then I, was like, I was like, dang it, man, I gotta find like that guy, Jason Scott. He goes, hey dude, actually tomorrow, I'm gonna go have an interview with his teacher. I was like, what? He goes, yeah, his teacher who taught him everything, you know, since he was in high school, he's like an old Italian guy and he has private, like he has a private theater and private classes. And a lot of Asian American people that are prominent, like came through there, like Dustin Nguyen, remember from 21 Jump Street? Man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The tall skinny Vietnam- guy with the yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah. Vietnamese, Vietnamese American guy. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. you know, Sal taught him too. And then mm-hmm. I was like, whoa. I go, can I come? He goes, uh, I kind of made an appointment. It's just for me because I want to be an actor too. And I was like, Oh, come on, bro. You got to take me, man. Come on, dude. I'll pay, I'll pay you the $30 I made today, man. Go, come on. So he took me, right? So Whoa. Steve Kim took me and I introduced me to sell the teacher of these guys. And so that's how I learned how to act. So from six days a week, Sal let me come to work at the theater and take all the classes because the conservatory. So there's voice and movement and mm-hmm. history. And how method. did you fund that song? I'm sure it wasn't cheap. How did you fund that? You're, I couldn't you're afford it. Yeah, yeah, I could not afford that. So I told Sal, the teacher, I said, I cannot afford the $175 a month for each class, right? Mm-hmm. I said, but what can I do? And uh, I said, can I like wash the, your car? Can I clean the studio? So he let me just basically be like the maintenance man. And like, mm-hmm. you know, like anytime we needed lighting for plays, like I would come in and you mm-hmm. paint, you know, help. Basically, I just did anything Sal needed to do. And then because of that, you know, Sal, and then if he needed, he was coaching someone, he needs somebody to read opposite. Okay. He would call me and go, hey, son, can you come and you know, do this? So it was a barter. And that's yeah. where I said, Sal, why do you do this? And then he goes, well, I don't do it for anybody, but, you know, I, I'm in the school of thought. If someone wants help, like I'm going to give it, but you got to want it and you want it. Like you yeah. said, how can I come to class like you started with one class and I know you're taking the bus over here right and he goes, I know what you got right and and you're dedicated and and pe- and because of people like him 
You know, it's why like he's laid a foundation, right? Of you got to know what you're doing. There's a craft, and I I studied with them five years before I even got my first audition. Wow! And it was like six days a week and plays. You know, 30, 40 people would come and watch. Nobody cares. It was so bad. Like, you know, that's where you fall on your face. Like, there were times where I couldn't even finish the play because I would forget my lines. And then would somebody have to throw the script, you know? But you, that's where you go and fuck up. You fall yeah. on your face, you yeah. know, and, and you get up. And, you, and it's scary because you fail and fail and fail. But at least it's a safe environment. Yeah. You know? yeah. And, and Sal man, never made any good. Yeah. Man, you paid your dues, man. Yeah, I mean, but look, this is what, you know, the, the Hollywood journey is all about. These are the things that actually matter. The, me being in a movie without a journey, who cares? If, if I told you, yeah, man, I was walking down the street in my long hair, you know, all of a sudden the director was like, yo, I got to put you in, I got a role for you. His name is Han. Right? I got to make you famous. That doesn't, that doesn't work. Well, that's a good story too. But. <laughs> <laughs> the different kind of story. Different kind of story. That's a good story. The original Tokyo Drift didn't have a Han character, right? No, his name was Phoenix. It was because yeah. the there was no Han because yeah. um, Han was an afterthought. Um, there was a so Jason Tobin's character. Jason Tobin is in Better Luck Tomorrow, mm -hmm. and he plays my cousin Virgil. Yeah, and and now he plays. I think he plays Lee. I, I can't even remember what his character's name is mm -hmm. in Tokyo Drift. But originally he was supposed to play Bow Wow's character, mm -hmm. Twinkie. Yeah, that's why it's called Twinkie. Yeah. Yellow on the outside, white on the inside. Oh, yeah. Right. So, right. but the studio was like, uh, we need to put in someone famous and like get the hip hop demo, the young demo. Mm -hmm. Little Bow Wow is like the perfect fit, and yeah. so thus. You have a, a redneck from the south, and yeah. you got you got a hip hop artist. Mm -hmm. You got a Brazilian, you know, looking girl, and then then there was a character, an African American called character named Phoenix, mm -hmm. in the Tuner Bell scene where he throws the keys to the you know to to the Sean character. Yeah, yeah. And um and he was supposed to be like a cool black dude, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, expat. And so they were like, well, we have Bow Wow, so let's maybe find another ethnicity. But hey, what are you gonna, who's, who are you going to put? So then that's where two Justin Lin and Jeff Kirschenbaum's credit. Jeff Kirschenbaum is one of the producers of that mm -hmm. film, who's also married to a Chinese woman. So he has bright racial kids who's very aware right, of right. Like, you know, like, you know, Asian American ploy, if you will. Sure. And um, they went to school at UCLA with Justin. And, yeah. Um, they said, well, why can't it be an Asian American? And they're like, Japanese? Like, no, 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 just like Asian American guy mm -hmm. to represent like what, you know, they see in Cali, yeah. you know, who Justin is. And, right. and then they're like, well, how does an Asian American be cool? Mm -hmm. That was the conversation. And, right. and it wasn't racism. It was like, yeah. think about it. If you grew up in, if an exec's from Michigan, the attorney's from Ohio and Connecticut, they They've only only Asians they've met are like a Currytown barbecue or you know from, from, <laughs> yeah. right or I've never from, seen you know, a cool yeah. Asian dude yeah, yeah or Asian cinema that's a different cool it's not relatable yeah. they're, they're well, Asian we're the, first, cool. we're the first Asians James James McKeown ever met first ones ever <laughs> never met anyone before and, and maybe the last now <laughs> probably so probably especially for Sam definitely I mean yeah. that's the extent of it <laughs> oh, yeah. Awesome. 
Yeah, but because of those guys, they they presented you know everyone the powers that be with better luck tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And to Justin's credit, you know him being my boy, when he got the job for Better Luck Tomorrow, Justin then is the director of Fast and Furious and Fast Fast Nine. And uh, and he goes, hey man, I got this job. He goes, there's no role for you. It's already Mm kind of it's already cast out, and Mm -hmm. and the bad guy doesn't really fit you. And so he's like, but the the casting directors are big. They're Finn Hiller. They they cast all the gigantic movies, and and you'll never get an opportunity to meet them. I'm like, you're right. He goes, why don't you? just audition like i go for what part he goes audition for the lead the sean character it's already cast but just audition so nothing to lose because nothing to gain right no expectations right yeah Yeah. and i go there and i do my thing and then fast forward when the studio's like well how can the asian guy be cool they show him better luck tomorrow they Mm -hmm. show him han right Mm -hmm. and then they show him the audition and then that's how han became isn't that nuts? That is crazy. Wow. Is crazy. Oh, wow. You just never know in life, do you? You yeah. really never know. Crazy, yeah. 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 It's just so crazy that the, the uh, you know, your character was killed off, right? I mean, you, you, Han died, right? But the, you yeah, know, all the fandom and everything. No, I mean, it's like, I think the, the, the fans, you know, brought back the character, right? I mean, it's like they, Universal actually listened, right? And they 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 got they brought back the uh, the character. I mean, I was I was watching one of your one of your videos with uh, Jen Yamato that did the you know Justice for Han yeah. um, hashtag, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, she's great. But I, I I recognize at the end of the trailer for uh, Fast and Furious Nine, mm-hmm. it says the last copy is Justice is coming. I thought, oh, you know, maybe that has something to do with uh, you coming back into the into the franchise. I don't know if you want. No, to. that's how conspiracy theories. <laughs> I don't know if you want to answer that, but you know, it's. I can't tell. I can't talk about that. Yeah. So you're trying to get. <laughs> you don't want to ruin it for you. Let, you know, keep it. Keep it. Keep it ambiguous. Yeah. yeah. Right. But there is. But just as I would say is like, my I my. I guess interpretation interpretation of that, and I think what the fans can expect is that you know it, it, there's been a lot of like you know deviate you know conversation like you know franchise deviated from what the fans really loved, right? And I think under you know Justin Lin's you know um, leadership, I think you know it's it's gone back to that, you know, and yeah. it's not you know you can say like oh the cars evolved, it's not about cars anymore, but you can't you can't be putting the same cars in the movie has to go crazy but yeah the theme of family and what i think people love about fast right yeah. it was starting to kind of go away and, and understandably that we lost paul i mean the the, the yeah. main reason fast was there was because of paul right yeah. so when, when yeah. that light is taken out mm-hmm. you have to reshuffle and the fans are the ones that i think put fast back together mm-hmm. like i think they were they showed us that it's okay yeah. to continue because we need it but we need it and we need to give it back with respect yeah. you know it can't just be like pumping them out and going oh we're going to cash in i don't want to be a part of that you know, yeah. i don't want to i don't want to free anything you yeah. know and I, if we're going to give if we're going to be a part of this fast thing like give the give the fans what they want mm-hmm. what they need yeah and it's not it, like the action stuff yeah man that's why it's called action movie but they mm-hmm. want you know 
to be able to relate and connect to the characters that they they grew up with. Man. Yeah. They grew up with people grew up with us. Like yeah. that's why my life is so full. Like I never feel lonely anymore because mm -hmm. I can go anywhere. Right. right? Anywhere in the worst area, even the better, because mm -hmm. they're my people. Like yeah. I'll, you know, like I go to it's funny, I'll go to a fast and fancy restaurant and we go to roast in, in London, right? To yeah. go eat Sunday roast. And the front of the house they're probably no one even knows, like no one even cares. And then all of a sudden from the kitchen, everyone's like, Han, Han, Han. And, and then I'm in the kitchen. I, and I realize I go, those are my people. Those yeah. are the people who are like, hey, we love you. Thank you. We appreciate you. And so wherever I go, yeah, I have family. Like, you right. know, it's 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 pretty amazing, man. Yeah. No, James is uh, James's family. James, not just family, but he's the one eating in the front where you wouldn't recognize him. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, he, well, James. Yeah, I'm just he, joking, James. Let's, let's be honest, Sam. The only person that's eating at the front of the house is you. I'm yeah, the one in the back working, so I'm the one that's like, Hans, Hans out there. Hans, let's go say Hans out there. And Sam Matani's like, Would you mind keeping it down a bit? You have my dinner here. That's that's the truth. As he ties his bow tie. He's exactly. like this. He's just like that's this. True. Sad but true. <laughs> So, yeah, it's great to see like guys like Justin Lin make it big time. You know, he did the Star Trek he did. I'm surprised I didn't see you in that movie. But uh, uh, what's, uh, um, what are your car projects right now? You, we we uh, briefly hit on a couple of them, but I was wondering yeah. if you could share an update these on this. Recently. I, what I do is I create these little books for every car. So let's see. We'll start with, start with this. Doxy. Yeah, let's start with Doc. Yeah, so Doxy is Doxy is a '71 240Z, mm -hmm. and it's it's inspired by a East African 240 uh, rally car. Yeah, um, those are nice. And so mm -hmm. this is so this is basically it's a koi. Yeah, mm -hmm. this is this. So you see, there's a koi. It's not a fugu, but a koi now. Koi now. You see that? You see that scroll? Yeah, I see. Yeah, I yeah, see yeah. that. Yeah. I see that. So that was from my. Uh, late father-in-law who just passed away last oh, week. Okay. He left me that and it was something he inherited during the Korean, Korean War. Mm -hmm. And that represents like peace because the Japanese and Koreans, you know, they had a lot of, you know, there's, a, there's, there's some serious tension, especially back in Yeah, the there still is, so. Yeah, and that was, <laughs> that was given to him by a Japanese friend that was fleeing awesome. the country. Mm. And, it, and it survived, so he gave that to me and it's always inspired something positive, so. I'm putting this, so we, you know, we took that image and we're putting it on the car. Um, mm. And so this is Doc C. Right now you just see, it's because of the, you know, you can't really see it properly, but there's a ghost paint. So okay. I'm gonna show you something cool. So as we, you see, it'll be a black and red livery. And the original car had all of this livery on it, like Nissan Motorsport. Right, the, the, the rally one that Nissan yeah. has, right? Well, that yeah. One, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, see. So what I'm gonna do is I'm, I'm using this ghost paint. So I have these friends that learn low rider ghost painting with House of Colors and there's like lacquer paint, um, solvent paints that you can basically you can you can control the visibility. So like one to ten visibility, like during the day, let's say I have like Nissan Motorsport livery on the fender, mm -hmm. we can do a visibility of two during the day. But then at night, it pops because of reflection, right? It's all hidden. So 
the whole livery is going to be under the paint. It'll be painted. Mm. And so they sent me a sample. So I don't know if you can see it. It's kind of black. Right now. Yeah, it just looks like a reflection. Yeah, but there's my there's a logo. Anyway, you can't see it. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, they sent me a sample. I'm imagining it. I'm imagining it right now. It looks amazing. <laughs> yeah. I think you can. You see the logo right there? Yeah. The light? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Barely. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. the whole car will like that. So oh, that that cool. logo and the the koi will just pop out at night. Oh, the light okay. reflects at a night that'll come during the day. You won't be able to see it. So at night it turns into a different car. Why dock? Rez looks so cool. Mm. The reason it. dock is because the people, the the the, the gentleman uh, that that I bought it from is uh, Doctor Villagrosa, um, mm -hmm. who is a doctor in Texas, and they he bought this car with his son Jose to fulfill their dream of one day racing the Baja 1000. So that's why they built mm -hmm. it with a two uh, East African safari rally mm -hmm. um, okay. uh, tribute, like mm -hmm. livery. Yeah. And then, you know, things didn't work out. Dad got sick. And then mm -hmm. um, um, Jose moved to LA to go to graduate school. And he brought the car and it was parked for a couple of years. It's rotting away. Mm -hmm. And I saw a picture of it. So I wrote him and on Facebook Marketplace, saw a picture. It wasn't for sale. He was just like, he took a picture of it and I wrote him. I said, hey, what's up with that car, man? <laughs> you know, I didn't know there was a East African Z in LA. I would love mm -hmm. to see it. And he goes, and he told me the whole story. Mm -hmm. And then I met him. I go, dude, this thing's rotting away. This mm -hmm. is rusted away. And he goes, I know. He goes, we're not going to be able to finish it. I said, I'll buy it from you. And after I finish it, like, I'd love for you and your dad to like, you know, you know, enjoy it for a little while, take it for a drive and, and use it and use it for what it, you know, was designed for. Like you can't have it, but I'll let you, you guys buy it for a few days. Right. And thus, you know, it was called doc. And then, so I was like, Oh, he's doctor, you know, he's a doctor, Dr. Villagrosa. And then the reason I actually bought the car and went ahead with the project was because um, I always wanted to learn, you know, like, true essence of a, a, a s30 with the l24 and all of that mm -hmm. like you know yeah. the fuguzi has rb26 and it's not a really yeah, it's not the essence of a 240 you yeah. know no, it's, yeah it's, it's not it's not it's not what you call a classic pure yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's yeah. awesome but it's yeah, yeah. so at, anytime people ask me they just assume i'm the, like ambassador of all s30 but i don't know anything mm. so i was like would be, I would love to do that but i don't know how to do this car i don't know how to build it out like i was mm. not nobody taught me and I, I can't just learn off YouTube video by myself. And I went to see my upholstery friend mm -hmm. and there was this little guy, young, this man in the corner, just unassuming. And he goes, oh, you have to meet the doctor. And I go, the doctor of what? He goes, he's the doctor of Z's. And I was like, what? So in our community, the Latino community, he's the guy we take our old classic JDMs to. And, you know, he's, he, He's the dude. And then I started talking to Eric. His name is Eric Aguilar, mm -hmm. famous quarter mile, you know, racer in the back in the day, he broke the 10 second, you know, in his Honda, like he's just amazing. And as a builder, as like, you know, like a fabricator, just you know, all knowing in terms of car stuff, like, you know, truly like Mr. Miyagi. And, mm -hmm. and, and he started telling me his story. He goes, he goes, yeah, you know, when I was younger, when they were affordable pre Fuguzi, mm -hmm. he said, he used to go to junkyard, buy an S30 for a few thousand and then, you know, restore it and then, you know, sell it, you know, affordably, mm -hmm. pretty much what he paid for it. So these cars could stay on the road because he loved mm -hmm. them so much. And I said, this guy is my guy. 
right? Mm -hmm. Hopefully he will take me under his wing. And, and so since this was like way back when, right before COVID started, was it mm -hmm. March, right? Yeah. And since then, he's been taking me under his wing and he's been teaching me the L24 engine mm -hmm. and methodically going through like the whole build of how are we going to create a, it's not a, I don't, I don't say it's a rest of mod, it's a restoration, but the mm -hmm. best version of what L24 could be. And, wow. that's awesome. and I have, so I have a, another L24 that's coming um, into my garage. Like someone that gave me one for free. So Eric's idea is that in five years, if I can dismantle and put together the L24 in like an hour, mm -hmm. then, you know, I mean, why not? Yeah. Right? Like, why not, man? It's not, it's not a difficult engine. Like I see, he does it in 30 minutes, man. Like if wow. he can do it, and he takes all the nuts and bolts and puts it in a bucket. He can pick any bolt and he'll tell you exactly what, it, what part oh, of the engine man. is, right? And so he's willing to teach me these things. Like, so going from the blueprinting of the, you know, the motor, right. To meeting every single person that works on every part, the guy who poured the head to the pistons, the, you know, not, to, not these painters, how we're going to like dissect the fabrication of, of, you know, of all the parts that need to be redone because of the, the rust issues. And then going through this whole process of this ghost paint, right. Yeah. Like who's ever put like low rider, like paint, like techniques on a JDM. Yeah. But, and it's not, and it doesn't look like some clown car, right? Mm -hmm. Like yeah. the stickers are always, you're going to peel them off, man. But then imagine like the legacy, like memory of my friend and this, and friends in this time. Anybody, mm -hmm. all my friends that are like helping me with this car, like a sticker is like, so what? But I want to permanently, you know, create like an art piece, mm -hmm. right? And when we're gone, it's a celebration of this time and my yeah. time with Eric and what he's taught me. And, I'm really excited about that one, but you're going to become I, a master in five. Well, he's 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 going to be the Jay Leno of <laughs> Japanese cars, man. Yeah, <laughs> we got to get a show. JT oh, Chatter, we need a we need a Sun Kang's garage, man. <laughs> I don't he, already has a, he already has a Sun Kang's. But Sun look at this! Guys, look at this! What's next? What's for you guys? World premiere. All right. Whoa. No one's ever oh, seen this. Oh, stop the presses. Yeah. First on so, the channel. Yeah. I've fallen in love with 914. So, oh, um, Porsche 914. Great. Yeah, so I want to do a series of bespoke 914s, right? Mm -hmm. A level of singer, you know, Rod Emery, MDR, yeah. if you will. Mm -hmm. Wow. And I feel like it's, it's a perfect chassis because it's, it's still accessible to like young folks. You know, mm -hmm. you can get one for a few thousand. But check it out. This is called the Viceroy 914. Oh, wow. That's clean. Silver. Silver, too. I, I, I was going to guess it was going to be yellow. <laughs> this, was, this, so this was done by Glenn Cordell. Mm -hmm. He's like my render. If you look, inspiration oh, wow. from like the RS, uh, GT3 mm -hmm. RS. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Let's see a closer look. Yep, yep, yep. Wow, yeah. that is that is really this is real. From the nine that is yeah, that is a nine fourteen updated. Oh, now it's another color. Another color. Another angle. You see the off the yeah. offset with like Watanabe Panasport center lock, <laughs> yeah. center lock sequential transmission. It, it's not a six, right? It's it's the four. It will be a six. Ours it will be a nine fourteen six. Okay. Yeah. yeah those are the six. those are the good ones. Look at that. Look at that. That's beautiful, huh? It is mm -hmm. awesome. Uh, Oh, I love yeah. There's the wheel made by Tactico, so we have a prototype that just came in, and so I feel like this is 
I want a 380 millimeter because all the prototypes are 350. And mm -hmm. as I get older, for some reason, I want especially Bigger? not a race car. Like uh -huh. stock is 380. Mm -hmm. I would love to have a a prototypical version. So we're creating our own that is Whoa. very respectful to the 914. Oh. So underneath is this kind of you guys are making wheel. your own steering wheel for this it's made already it's our, oh, oh yeah. man you guys are going so, crazy now right from the designs the sketch to here's the the wood prototype Sung kang Ken, kenji right Savino there. created a monster yeah. what the heck <laughs> here's look at the interior look at this boom yeah baby boom look at that oh oh wow that is that oh, is wow. nice and clean that's yeah. what it should look like right yeah let me show you the wheel that's weird. Yeah. What's so that? wait, how, how far along that? are we on this? Oh, this look at that. Oh, those are those are totally nine fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is are this, is this car finished? No, no. Oh. These, these things take forever, but but it's in the works. I have three three nine fourteens now in the garage. One I have, you know, it's an R and D car. Then there's a, a Renegade V eight swap in it from the nineties. Mm -hmm. So I, I picked this up. Wow. Yeah, dude, it's a time capsule. During the nineties, it was very common to do swaps, like yeah. swaps in nine fourteen. And there's a company called Renegade in Vegas, Nevada. Mm -hmm. um, and since the nineties, they've been doing this. And somehow I got through like you know, use car deal off of Facebook. Mm -hmm. a very reasonable 1974 914 right with a v8 renegade swap in there it was just wow. it was it was built in someone's garage and it was like put they put a it was built in 98 so it's batted it has the certificate and everything mm -hmm. and he put a lot of love into it but it was like made with ikea furniture and like home, <laughs> home depot piping mm -hmm. but it was a great study and this is Eric Aguilera went through the whole concept of cooling with me, right? And mm -hmm. why you need an expansion tank and what Renegade did and what they've evolved to and where we can take old technology. So he taught me what they have done today. So mm -hmm. I'm using that car as like this celebration of that era and teaching young folks, hey man, you guys have been doing this for a long time and now you can't be doing the eight swaps and 914s is you know it's they're they're too they're they're more desirable you don't want to putting a v8 is it's, it's harder to do right but then i already have it so i'm going to celebrate this renegade kit it's the small block 350 in there and dude it's turning out to be beautiful because these old school muscle guys are coming in and they're just seeing but some of the parts i got like donated and i got to buy because they they said, just, just, you know, just pay me a few bucks for it. And so mm. we're building this kind of fusion of muscle and German JDM, yeah. right? Yeah. Grady's doing awesome. the exhaust. So it's like a fusion right. of Japanese. And, you know, I'm putting fender mirrors on it. It's like, mm. it's so sick, dude. It's super oh, exciting. Where are you doing all this, though? Where? Uh, some of them I'm doing at my house. And uh -huh. then I have a two-car garage. And then... Mm. Cause I'm, you know, I have a family, I have to be at home. Right? Yeah. And then, but then I have, then I have my, I have a garage in Azusa that the okay. 914s are being built out. So, oh, okay. so, um, I have, so I have partners and all this, I have a team of people, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and then one, one, one group wants to work on the 914, yeah. one wants to work on the Z and, uh, and then Eric Aguilera every Wednesday at mm -hmm. Eric's racing at his garage, his place okay. of business, we mm -hmm. do, you know, dock day. So every Wednesday he closes shop and we invite all my friends and we go there and we work on whatever is happening that day. Right. Oh, that's so awesome. 
it's it's funny because we like basically watch Eric like fabricate and do all these things, and then mm -hmm. it's like a bunch of grown men that are good at what they do, but you know they're holding lights for him, <laughs> like a potluck, man. It's, yeah, no, yeah, that's awesome. That sounds yeah. like a lot of fun. Yeah. So, um, and then we got Buddy. Look at this one. We got the Grand National. The Grand National, yeah. Oh, yeah. Grand National. We got this one. This is so Mike. He was a Buick. Um, he was a Buick mechanic in Torrance at the Buick dealership, mm -hmm. and so he worked on this car his whole life, right? So he, okay. he bought the car for Dale, who lives across the street. Mm -hmm. Dale eventually gave it to him. So he's had the car in his possession in front of him his whole life. His wife and him were the first ones that drove it off the lot. Oh wow! Um, he has every single piece of paper from like the recall letters to um, look at this man. He has. For you car guys out there, you ever heard of Ken Bell? Kenny Bell? Bell. Mm. He was, so, look at this. Look at this letter. Look, look at this, man. He has the letter from Buick thanking wow. him for, for buying the car. <laughs> what year is that? 1987. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I mean, he has the, the window sticker. Look at this. He has the window sticker. <laughs> Buick, right. yeah. And it's rare option because it has factory alarm. It's a $159, $175 option back then. Wow. And it's, it's still in there. But anyway, he loved this car. And he goes, hey, hey kid, he goes, look at that brace in the back seat. And there's like this, these like two steel braces. And I go, what is that? And he goes, you ever heard of Ken Bell? Right? And I go, no. And he goes, well, he's the guy back in the day that made these for the Buicks, these chips. Right. Oh, wow. And so he gives me the chip and he goes, have a good time. Right. <laughs> um, but this car is beloved. And well, my plan with these cars, like a few of the builds like this one. And then also G money is uh, the, the Z, uh, the green, yeah, G the green the Z. The, yeah. yeah. The green Z I got in Utah. These two cars after I met, you know, I, I learn and build out kind of what I would like with them. Um, the plan is, to give the, the give the cars away. I'm gonna what? Do oh, right. yeah. Yeah, about aux you should auction them off and you know. Nah, we're not yeah. gonna auction them. We'll do like we'll sell T-shirts. Like we'll give T-shirts away. I mean, we'll sell T-shirts with every T-shirt. You get an opportunity to win this car. And the reason why I want to do that is I think I I don't know, man. This is just in my head. Like mm -hmm. I don't want to collect. I don't want to hoard things because people before me have had things that then they can never drive and share, and then they're gone. So mm -hmm. I know. At the end of the day, I'm just a temporary caretaker for all this stuff, right? Mm. And the most important with like the Grand National and these cars is like they're just a temporary canvas, and I would love to build out something or learn something about that car, mm. right? And, and then give other friends opportunities to create parts or do whatever they want with it. Mm -hmm. And then giving somebody that might never have the opportunity to have one of these cars, man, the young version of me, you know? Yeah. And just like, no, no strings attached, dude. You just get the car, man. Like, I don't want, here's the pink slip. Like, it's yours, dude. If you want to sell it, whatever you want to do. But you get a perfect car, better than it was when it was, um, you know, from factory, right? And cool, dude. Like, like, like give them an art piece, right? Like, yeah. I mean, and how many can I do in my lifetime? If I can do 10 and make somebody, like, change someone's life in that way through mm -hmm. a car? Yeah. Come on, why not? Like, if anyone can do it, I can do it. You know what I mean? I get these cars... I get them for such a great deal. You know, like, I can't hold on. I can't keep them, bro. But, like, I, I, I love 
doing all this stuff, you know, like creating all of these, you know, like the history and the narrative and, yeah. and then be able to like share with you guys. Like if we were talking about Hollywood, like all day, I would have nothing to say. At this point. Oh, I've got you a question. Yeah. To say. Like, yes, <laughs> so you told me you like, you get them at such a great deal. Now, obviously you've talked about the two things that many people have uh, challenges with Facebook marketplace and Craigslist. How many alerts do you have personally set up that will flag you every week when cars come through? Zero. I don't I'm really? not, I have my, my computer bandwidth is too limited to even do alerts. And I, I don't I just I have a ritual. <laughs> Where are you living, man. When I wake up, when I wake up, first thing I do is Craigslist and marketplace. Craigslist <laughs> is still a good place is where all the old guys still post. Yeah. Right? right? They they they'll pay for it, but you know, they'll still, the young guys have all gone to market because they don't want to pay the posting fee, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I go to Craigslist and a Facebook right away in the morning. And before I go to sleep, I'll do that. And then you just got to get lucky. The way I've got these cars is like it posted nine minutes and then yeah. he was awake. And I was like, hey, is it available? And I'm like, <laughs> yep. can I come tomorrow? Right? Yeah. Can I come now? Right? <laughs> like, well, can they sell me pictures? Right? Yeah. What other tips would you have for people that are looking then, aside from doing first thing in the morning, first thing at night, and let me see it now, and I've got uh, pictures, what else? Always be respectful, man, you know, because you gotta think, like, if you want the right car, you gotta remember, most of the time, if it's like a really great car, it comes from a certain type of person. And I, if you came and like, yo man, yo Han, I'm ready to buy your ride. I'd be like, nah, it's, it's, it's already sold, sorry about that, <laughs> you know, so. Come with respect, like do your homework and go, mm -hmm. why would you be a caretaker of this car? If yeah. you're serious, if you want to flip it, you know, be honest too, right? Just go, yeah, I'm going to flip this thing. And that's, that's a different conversation. But if you want something that, you know, is special, I think you could get a deal. Like, you know, like the guys that sold me these cars, like I don't give them any deposit. And most of them don't know who I am. Right? Mm -hmm. I, we don't talk about that. I just go, hey, sir, I... This is my approach. This is my plan for the car. This is what I know about the car, and I appreciate what you've done, and the, you know the level of caretaking you've done. And it's a different conversation all of a sudden because usually it's like, "Yo, man, car for sale? Yo, man, can you take a test drive? Yo, man, how low are you gonna go, bro? How low are you gonna go?" Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's an old, and the old guy doesn't want to deal with that, especially when he's loved the car. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And I go there and I go, I appreciate the documentation. I I assess, you know, like who I'm dealing with. And I, it's, I never buy a car if I don't meet the person. Yeah. Like that's rule number one. I'll fly to them because yeah, $500 ticket to Utah is probably better than $5,000 in, you know, rust repair. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Right? And also everyone that I have bought a car from, I have their phone number. Mm -hmm. And when they find me a part, like they, they, you know, they thought they misplaced it. They'll come across like the gas tank or something. They go, hey, dude, I have it. Mm -hmm. you know, and I always invite them to see the car, enjoy it, like go for a drive. Like, and through social media, they stay in touch with the car anyway, right? Mm -hmm. And usually, like sometimes I even name the car after the previous owner, right? Like, yeah, oh, it's yeah. like duck, yeah. <laughs> right? You keep it. Yeah. And that's like, why, why, is, why is one car more valuable than any other car? It's just because of what we've made it. You know, with mm -hmm. the narrative, right? That's why we love race cars, yeah. pedigree, and Paul Newman's cars. But mm -hmm. yeah, man, a, a Volvo's a Volvo. <laughs> you know what I mean? At the end of the day, well, that's a Volvo. Yeah, Paul Newman's Volvo. Oh, okay. So, 
Oh, we went about an hour and a half. So, uh, Sung, is there anything you'd like to, uh, you know, pitch out here or promote? Show promote? No, no. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask is uh, the character you played. Is it Lizzie's? I can't remember the Stephen King thing. Oh, Lizzie's stories. Yeah, you're oh, yeah. David Beckerman. I haven't seen the series, but it sounds like a white guy. Are you playing? Right. A, are, are you are you crossing over? No, it's a, <laughs> it, it might be a non. It might be a non-traditional Asian name, but maybe he's adopted. Oh, well, that's true. And, yeah. and, and in my mind, I'm just, I'm not looking. For yeah. I I mean, I'm just... <laughs> well, that tells you the testament of the times because, you know, this is a show written by Stephen King. And if anyone knows Stephen King's work, most of it takes place like, you know, upstate. Right? Yeah, Maine or goes, somewhere yeah. up there. Yeah. And so there are very few people of color in his world, right? And mm. because of Apple and and Julianne Moore and the people involved, right, uh, in the show. It's like, you know, diver diversity is first and foremost. So they were looking for opportunities to cast an Asian American male that wasn't just there for an Asian reason. Mm. And Officer Beckman is like the love interest with Julianne Moore, like her protector. Mm -hmm. I just felt like, yeah. And, and, and it was cool because, you know, if they came and said, okay, it was Beckman, but now we're going to call you Officer Chan, you're like, right. <laughs> <laughs> Officer Chan in Maine, right? he's in Connecticut. I don't know, I'm like, man, maybe he's adopted. He's like, that makes sense. You know, I'm the yeah. child of the well, 70s. But, but son, you were like in some, right, Bohick town in Atlanta, or I mean, in Georgia, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. There, so cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Taro, uh, James, anything else to no, I'm good. I'm. That was all great stories. I mean, you're you're a real artist, man. I mean, it's like you. I think building th these cars is like a, an art, you know, project yeah, for you. A way of a way of this expressioning, you know, yeah, expressioning. expression. Yeah, that's great. It's awesome. Yeah, great stories, man. It's a new canvas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. Hopefully, they run one day. No, oh, <laughs> that's so. always the thing, right? Let's hope one day. so. Let's <laughs> yeah. hope so. Um, then it's over. So let's. Yeah. Then it's over. Then off to the find another one on yeah one, exactly right? it's ongoing man yeah. that's right that's but right. boys for someone who wasn't in the cars before holy cow huh crazy <laughs> you just jumped in with both feet man it's awesome, it's yeah, awesome. but uh yeah. sam you better start talking about your z now before i start talking about mine okay so let's uh so we're gonna well thank you some uh and you're yeah, like yeah. i said welcome to hang hang around we've got some stuff. Uh, it'd be great to get your take on the new Z, Proto Z. I, I didn't know we were going to talk this long, so yeah. I actually am late. I have to go. Oh, it's okay. I didn't think we were going to talk this long either, but thank you so much. And yeah. you could catch it up on the YouTube or whatever if you want, if you're interested in this stuff. I will. I, I would, I would, yeah, I would. I really wanted to talk to you about the Z. Maybe that's another conversation. So. Yeah, maybe we could have Next time. Next time. Uh, uh, and some, maybe when we have Kenji on, uh, Samino, or maybe we'll call, give you a call. See so if you could just drop in and just say hi to him, too. Um, yeah, please. You know, yeah. Awesome. I'm going to see him Thursday anyway, so I'll talk. Oh, to you him. will? Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. see him next week, uh, two weeks from yes. now. Hey, guess what we're doing with the Fuguzi? Oh, it's yeah. It's going to be premiered at the. Ready GPP live, you know, there's no SEMA this year, so no, oh, yeah, October yeah. 27, 28, 29th, they're having a live event, and the Fuguzi will be there. First time, is this at Ready in Irvine or at Ready? Yeah, yes, great. Yeah. Uh, Fuguzi will be there, uh, Daniel Wu's Honda will be there, and a whole bunch of other cool cars will be there. Um, and what we're doing with the Fuguzi, we're reintroducing the Fuguzi, Fuguzi part two. 
Pardue were taking because it was naturally aspirated. Remember? Right, right. right. And now it's going to be turbo. Ooh. Oh man! You heard it first. It, you heard it first. You heard it here <laughs> first. But is that is that wise? But I thought the whole thing was naturally aspirated. The pureness of it. You have to evolve, Sam. You have to evolve. You have to evolve year after year. Evolve, right? Awesome. Full circle. Full We're looking circle. forward to that. Uh, are you going to be there, Song, or are you going to make I will. an appearance on Zoom? I will you be are. there. Awesome. I shall be there. Yes. Cool, cool. All right. All right. Well, if we don't see you there, good luck all with right. all your projects. It was great to hear your stories, and we will catch up again really soon. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having yeah, me. Thanks. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Right. Thanks for being yeah. on the show. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Oh, we went an hour and a half. That's, that was, it was good. It was yeah, awesome. It was great. I put it down to that war wound, Sam. Oh. What a great guy. <laughs> not Sam. He's not a great guy, Tara, but Sung is definitely oh, a good oh, guy. Oh, no. Sam is too. Sam is too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's uh, let's keep this moving now. Uh, All right, Z. The new yeah, Z. But you know what? Uh, my notes just came in, and it's it's a mess because I usually have another day to do this, usually. Okay, so. And then Tara's so laugh. Tara's laugh. He has. Do you want me to talk about my Z instead then oh, first, I mean, Sam, while you get organized? Uh, no, it's going to take too long to get organized. So uh, we could do it either way. If you'd like to talk to yours about yours first, your, your work. No, no, if, uh, just if you were unprepared. But if you can go and jump Oh, no, right I'm, in, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm prepared. But I'm, you know, I'm just going to read off some notes and stuff. You but. just read off your notes then, Sam, and I'll show okay. some pictures. Okay, well, anyways, we all know that the um, uh, Proto-Z made its debut uh, not that long ago. I think it was earlier this month. Uh, and with, I guess, some um, mixed reviews, mixed, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people loved it. I think most of them, people did like it. Uh, a lot of people had uh, a problem with the, uh, the front end, but, um, you know, some people says, well, it looks like an Aston Martin or it looks like a bigger Miata, but um, we like it here, right? I think we all liked it, correct? Yeah, that's yeah. a very fair statement. Yeah, I especially yeah. like the colors. Ah, the colors. Well, we have another color. We have the we we painted it another color just to see how it looks because this yellow is so kind of iconic for them. You know, I mean, it's just maybe maybe it'd look good in a red sense. Yeah, it let's look see how it red. In red, but yeah. Oh, magic! Look at that. Oh, yeah. So that's, yeah. So that's what we did with the, how it looks in red. Um, uh, I I wanted to see how it would look in the blue too, but you know, the, this is how it would look in red, but. Uh, what we found out from our otakus, which is, uh, how shall I say, very, very late breaking is um, some pricing information on this. Now, I think a lot of people, yeah, not and not just pricing, but maybe um, the engines and that kind of uh, the lineup. So, hold on, let me exit full screen here so I could look at my notes. So the notes I have is, well, first of all, Mr. Tamura, uh, the chief product specialist of uh, the Z, who's also, as you guys know, is the, uh, the chief product specialist of the uh, GTR. Yes. Yep. He says, hey, this is a, you know, he, he wants this to be priced where anyone who, anyone could buy it if they work hard. You know, I mean, even if you're, you know, even if you're not, you know, uh, you know, old millionaire or, you know, uh, you know, uh, Sam uh, accountant. <laughs> but uh, I'll just keep going, not skip that. But so, you know, it, so he wants it to be attainable, pretty much uh, that's what it is. And I think that's important because the Z has always uh, kind of been an attainable uh, attainable kind of sports car. Yep. And he, he also said it will come out 
pretty much in this form. So as much, you know, as many um, uh, um, complaints we've had about how the car looks, this is pretty much it. So it's kind of nice to see some of the um, tuners and stuff, what they've done with it. So uh, getting to the car, it seems like they are looking, uh, this car is not going to be, a, uh, you know, this car is going to be, it's going to have a lot of advanced stuff to it, including a new engine. But there's a couple of things that kind of uh, is a saving grace for this uh, and what's keeping the price down. Number one, it's basically going to be built on the same platform as the current 370C. So it's not an all new platform, all new chassis. So uh, I'm sure the suspension is going to, you know, uh, have some components from the current car. So there you're saving some money cost there. And I think that's a good thing because the 370Z uh, chassis is, it's a fine chassis. It's stiff. It's, uh, you know, you, you wish it was a little more lightweight, but you know, I mean, uh, it is what it is. Also uh, the engine now, like cars like the Supra, which is pretty much, you know, we, we know it's the BMW Z4 underneath, but you know, it's, it's a different engine. It's a different, you know, uh, chassis. It's a new one. They're all new. So, you know, the price is what it is. I think it's like, it starts at $50,000, the, uh, the, the 350 something more. But the Z, the new engine, which we, by all accounts, it looks like it's going to be the twin turbocharged uh, three liter V6. That's what uh, our um, spies are telling us. And so is best car. And that, that engine is already in the Nissan Skyline models in Japan. So pretty much that engine is going straight into uh, this one, uh, the new car. Now, we're hearing all kinds of different reports on the horsepower of this. So we still hear Best Car is saying that it'll come out in a base form with 304 horsepower, 305 horsepower, which is pretty much, you know, what it is in the, um, uh, in the Skylines. And then they said... And I think another thing is, you know, Toyota Supra, you guys, uh, you know, they have a four-cylinder model coming out. You guys know that, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, I think that's going to be about 250. So, so I guess that's where the Z saying, hey, okay, we're going to have a base model at the same time, unlike the Supra, which came out with the, you know, the, the big um, turbocharged, you know, uh, inline six model. Uh, they're going to have a four-cylinder model. Now, Z says, okay, we're going to start with a 304 horsepower version of this and we'll, we'll have one that will take it to the Supra, the big one, you know, the, uh, the 300 horsepower one, uh, with, uh, what, what does it say on my, uh, thing? Do you have my, uh, whatchamacallit uh, there, James, the, uh, chart? I'll see what I can do. Well, uh, if you don't, I have it, but yeah. No, no, I'm just pulling it up now. Okay. So I made this chart. I actually took the trouble to make this chart guys. I'm putting effort into this. I so know. Yeah. Although that font is a bit left to be desired, let's be honest here. I'm sorry, I, I made it in, in kind of a hurry. So um, if you guys look at this, mm -hmm. you can see the Super 6 cylinder. I didn't put the Super 4 cylinder in here, but the Super 6 cylinder, you can see the price. Is it too small? Can you guys see it? No, we can see it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you can see where the price is. The price is uh, right now about 50000 bucks, right, for the Supra. So mm -hmm. the base one's going to be about forty five. Uh, according to our sources and SCAR. And the Z plus, and could this be the Nismo? Mm. That's what we're thinking. Okay. Could be a $60,000 car, All okay? Right. Which is still, and you could see the horsepower. It's over 400. Yeah, yeah. Which is, which, which would be awesome. More than uh, the Supra. Yeah, and you could see the, the specs, they really line up with Supra. Yeah. The weight, 
the I think it might be a little heavier than uh, the length is exactly the same. It's almost yeah, exactly the same. Uh, I mean, look at the other ones. Look at look at the height. The, you know, I mean, the wheelbase is pretty much the only thing that's different. You know, mm. you know. So mm. uh, it's going to be it's they're going to be like natural born rivals. I think. Now, do we know that the base Z is going to come with this three hundred horse four horsepower? Do we know for sure that the twin turbo they're going to have an upgrade at four hundred five? We don't. This yeah. is what our uh, sources are telling us. Uh, late breaking. Mm -hmm. Now at this price, oh, and then uh, James, go ahead and you could uh, show us the uh, some of the renderings, uh, Nismo renderings, how that car would look as a Nismo if it came, if there is a Nismo. So you know, that's pretty much the Z with yep. <laughs> Nismo trimming. Looks yeah. good. I like yeah. the Nismo colors. Um, I, I you you I think some some renderings had you know they did yeah did a little more with the um the grill and mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, I think I have a nice rear one in there too. Yeah, so. And I love the rear, uh, you know, if the Nismo, if it looks like this from the rear, I think the rear is really, really cool. It looks good. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Yeah. So uh, I like those four exhausts at the bottom map. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, and we still don't know what the name's going to be. Is it going to be 400Z? And if it is 400Z, it, you know, what it does is it kind of, uh, it, it kind of steps away from the traditional naming it after the displacement, right? Because everything, it's, it was never named after the horsepower. It was always after named after the displacement. From the very get-go, the 2.4 liter is a 240, 2.6 liter was a 260, 2.8 liter was a 280. Uh, the latest one, 3.7, uh, 370Z is a 3.7 liter, and it's not a four-liter engine going in here. So whether it's going to be the 400Z, we don't know. Whether it's going to be, it's you know, and it's a 300 again, right? It's a three-liter again. Mm -hmm. So are they going to call it the 300Z again? <laughs> Will they bring them? So we're still unsure about what they're going to do with the name. I think it's just going to be Z. It'll be simpler if it was, you know. Yeah. But isn't that, I mean, it's kind of lonely, no? Nissan Z. Z. Yeah. yeah. But so the Nismo, uh, of all accounts, from all accounts, we, you know, we hear uh, there is going to be a pretty high performance version of this car. And there has to be, you know, especially if you have an engine that could put out 400 horsepower, right? Mm -hmm. Why you you got to put it in there, right? Yeah. Uh, and um, we're hearing top sixty thousand dollars, from fifty to sixty thousand yeah. uh, dollars. Another another um, possibility is I don't know if you guys remember the Project Black S. I think it is called. Uh, yeah. Infinity. Infinity yeah. Yep. Now that thing that that was a, a kind of a trickle down car from the Renault. You know, with Renault, the mm -hmm. Formula One. With uh, the you know the uh, uh, ERS was it the like something recovery system the yep. what is it James what's the, the exact uh, what you call the energy, energy recovery, recovery system. system yeah so it's a hybrid yeah. more yep. or less and that thing is, that was a five hundred something horsepower car yeah I think it was five hundred and then it was the five hundred thirty something yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I think the curse system got you like James 50. I hate to do this to you but is, do you have a picture of the can you of the yeah black ass? it's a pretty good looking car but it's an infinity. And this was only kind of like a concept. So you wonder if this engine power plant could make it into the works and have a super Z with mm -hmm. 530 horsepower and, and a hybrid engine. That would be interesting yeah. because, you know, it'll fit in there because pretty much it's the same chassis, right? The Infinities, mm -hmm. uh, the Qs and the, and the, um, there, there it is, Project Black X. Mm. And 530, it doesn't say here, but it's about 530 something horsepower, right? So, yeah. Yeah. 
So anyways, that's another possibility that our otaku spies are saying. They're not saying if it's, you know, if they could prove it, if they have evidence of any of this. No, but they said it makes sense if Nissan wanted to go down this road because at some point all these uh, sports cars are going to be hybrids or electric at some point. This might be a good way of... Uh, and I don't know uh, about you guys, I think a 530 horsepower Z from the factory would be pretty dang cool so as long as it, the, the interior looked like this yes i'd be all over oh it. yeah oh yeah that interior is yeah i i yeah well well th this is the infinity interior you know the q interior so we don't know if it'll look that but still cool, i mean but. the nismo is known for trocaro seats sam i wouldn't be surprised if it had something very nice in there you know what i mean it would be yeah 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 so anyways um look for the z to come out very competitively go after supra uh we hear a base versions coming out about 45 grand uh, with 300 horsepower uh, and uh, top of the line. We don't know if it's going to come out at the same time or come out later, but a, a high performance one at over 400 horsepower. We don't know if it's going to be called the Nismo. We don't know if it's going to be the Nismo, but there is going to be a Z that's going to be very, very powerful. And maybe down the line, we might see one with a hybrid power plant, that, much like the one from the uh, uh, Project Black X. So, What's the timeline on the, on the Z? What's oh, the it's soon. It's like next year. 2021 yeah maybe late 2021 as a 22 model or even as a 21 model so it's they're 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 not messing around yeah uh, and you know then they're already saying i mean tomorrow-san said hey this is how it's gonna look this is yeah. you know it's not your little prototype where things are gonna change a lot it's yeah. gonna look like this so mm -hmm. um we are getting a very clear picture of what the z is and nissan is not messing around this time they are just saying this is it and uh, we haven't heard too many of the, you know, the engine specs and all that stuff, but yeah. it's kind of obvious, you know, so mm -hmm. out there, you yeah. know, to yeah. kind of piece it together. And our otakus are really good at piecing stuff together. So, so anyways, what do you guys think? Uh, are you guys excited about this uh, thing? Um, what do you guys think about it compared to the Supra? Um, and you could put up the uh, uh, chart again too, James, if you guys want to take a look and just kind of see. Well, I'm all, I'm all for this one. I mean, I just love the fact that they're, already talking about the the plus you know or a nissan or nismo uh version they're not talking about it we're talking well, about we're it. talking about it well, talkers are talking about their, their yeah. rumors are you know yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and about there already yeah um, i'm sure they're yeah i mean that's the last thing they want to talk about because yeah. we're not going to talk about a nismo version before the regular one comes out come on yeah man. yeah look i mean anything that's car that looks good like that's generated as much uh like word of mouth around the, the market since yeah. Nissan has not really been in that field for quite some time. I think yeah. it's a great thing. Um, yeah. Hopefully this might be a card that could help like maybe even save the brand, so to speak, since we've been knowing there've been lots of um, things happening with Nissan that have really been taking the folks away from the cars and they really haven't been in this uh, realm for some time. So I think it's great, honestly. Well, really what like do you guys think about the price points? Makes sense to me. I, I mean, that, yeah. yeah, the 45 that we're talking about for the standard, um, a Z car is what I'm going to call it, the 300Z, say, for example. I think that's a fair price point to come at. It's a little bit more expensive than what the regular one's coming in at now, but you, um, cars are getting more expensive because everyone knew to come through with more technology and everything else. So, cool. and then 60,000 seems to make, I mean, I think the 60 might be a bit much for a Nismo. The Nismo seems to be like maybe... Horsepower, James. No, no, I'm just saying the current price point, Sam, so comparing it to current price point oh, okay. is maybe like say seven grand difference this is doubling that to 15. i think it might be close to 10 difference saying a price point so if it's coming in at 45 
I think it might start at, say, 55. Maybe it gets up to 60 there in the end with a few other add-ons, but I think it, it, it might be a little bit closer. In the, that's all my say. Not saying, like, difference on that, but just the price points where I think it might be. Well, when you think about what like a Porsche Cayman would come mm -hmm. in at or something, and you look at the Z and it might have the same performance, mm -hmm. I think it'd be a pretty good. It, I think I like that. I don't mind the 60,000, you know. I mean, especially James, when you told me like last time when you drove that Miana all, or MX5 Miana, I mean, all you know, loaded up and everything it was almost 40 grand, right? Yeah, yeah, right. 40 grand, you know, yeah, you know, spend 5,000 more and get a Z, it's more car, you know, yeah, yeah. But some people don't want more cars, Sam. That's a, that's a love of the Miata. But uh, I'm not oh, saying I, I think they're both. I think that this this 300Z, as I'm going to call it, I think is a good-looking car. Um, it might I'd not be both. called that, but yeah, we'll call it 300Z or Z. That's, or whatever. that's what the James is calling it. You guys can call it whatever you want. But uh, <laughs> this this car, I think this product, the Proto Z, looks very nice, and I just hope it comes to market I'm soon. Oh, um, but you do yeah. you guys do like the, the styling still? It's, has it grown on you, or has it has your uh, um, um, opinion of the styling changed since you first saw it a few weeks ago? Not no, for me. Not really. I, I don't mind. I don't mind the the big gap at the front, the mouth, so to speak. I don't mind that at all. Yeah, the grill is a little bit of uh, for me still, but I, I like the shape of it. You know, the profile looks really cool. The back looks really cool. It's just the grill for me that kind of bothered me at the beginning, and it's man, I'm not a great fan of it. But all, overall, as a as a package, I you know I'm all for it. Yeah, like my Nissan anonymous Nissan guys said, hey, the tuners are aftermarket guys to take care of. Yeah, <laughs> you know they'll come. Just over. Get a different grill, you know. It's well, like, not a well, you know, like a front end. You're yeah, right, or a front bumper. Bump. Someone's it's gonna, gonna yeah, I'll, yeah. Someone, someone will take care of that. It's something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we already seen renderings with that, right? Yeah. Where they change the girls and they look great. So, okay, well, anyways, great. And you guys like the uh, idea of a Nismo? I think they should definitely have a Nismo for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely now definitely. let's say that let's 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 say there's an eighty thousand dollar Z, which is very expensive, right, James? But mm -hmm. a five hundred thirty horsepower hybrid version, a Super Z. Would that make sense? Um, the only problem is though they can't link it back to Formula One anymore. No, they can't. But they have this wonderful hybrid engine now. You know. No, no I'm just saying. But it's like it sort of loses that thing unless it's racing. I think it's it, it doesn't make sense to me. Is where I come from my perspective, where it comes from. I like obviously I like the idea of having more high performance and technology driven sports cars, but uh, not being able to link it to something, I think, is the big miss of where it comes through for me personally. Well, you know, when you think we're looking at more hybrid sports cars, I mean, remember last week we talked about you know, um, uh, like that, you know, the NSX and mm -hmm. some of these hybrid sports cars, high performance sports cars. You think there's room for a, a hybrid Z though in the future? Yeah. Yeah. I look, I think that the more Japanese cars are competing against each other, for example, in regards to be it in Super GT and they can get different marks, you get to see them on the field. I still think the allergy is where if you see it in the racetrack on the Sunday and you can buy it at a showroom on the Monday, that's a way to go. That's that's the idea for me. Oh, you mean race on Sunday, sell on Monday? Yeah. 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 And the more you have the options to look at, to see, to look at, to buy, then that's that's the way to go. That's what I say. Taro, you agree with James that there should be a racing or uh, a racing connection to like maybe coming up with a high performance hybrid or does it need it? I, I don't think necessarily they would need it. Um, you know. Well, the, James is European, right? Or yeah, well, James, European. Exactly. He's, he, he's British and these guys exactly love their racing. what I was I mean, thinking right now. Very, yeah. The Americans. I don't think so. I don't know if they care as much. We're not as sophisticated as you lot. Well, yeah. I will say, funnily enough, I was on a conference call uh, maybe two weeks ago with one OEM, 
and they did not mention that their car was doing incredibly well in uh, FIA series. And I was like, this is one of the greatest FIA series to watch on TV. They and probably don't even know. It and that's what I was like, how can you not talk about this? You have a car in the series that you sell here. You should be talking about this. And I was like, they don't, they don't know. Guys, they don't care. Well, guys, there you go, James. So the answer is yes, there is room for a hybrid. It doesn't need to be linked to racing in the US. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that's Thank the you. answer. Okay, you so you, but you guys are good. You guys love the Z. You guys are looking yeah. for the Yeah, I'm all for it. Me too. Okay. All right. Well, that's my report now. I'm glad it was short because was some, some, you know, we, we went so much over. Well, so look, it was awesome. we, could, we could segue from your Z, Sam, to my Z because yeah, I've got perfect. this Z in the garage. Let's do that. Oh, the 50th anniversary. Yes. Yeah. So I've got this one that got dropped off this morning by uh, the lovely folks at Nissan. Oh, so, you, 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 you're scoring cars from them now. Yes, it it, oh. it it took only uh I think how long, Taro? Eighteen months, something like that. No, oh, but we're... Eight, eight days. <laughs> so I you, wish you call I'm... them up and they bring it right James, away. Which one do you have? The black and silver or the red and white? I've got this one. Okay, the red and white. Okay. okay. So I mean, obviously, we're talking about a car here that's we've just discussed a little bit. It's been out since two thousand and nine. Um, this obviously the 50th anniversary was announced back in April of 2019. Roll on now to 18 months later. The Z34, yeah, yeah. So now we've got the Proto Z that's that's uh, sort of stealing all the thunder from this car. It now, is. <laughs> and I, I almost so, I almost didn't recognize the car. What what car is this, James? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, there's uh, there's lots of pros and cons this car. I mean, if you look at it from here. Or probably the best example is if you look at it from here, um, as I showed this to my wife, she was like, James, has, has something happened to the front of that car? Why have they got two different cars put together? Is that something like that? And I was like, well, <laughs> it's, it's one way to look at it. Uh, but um, I mean, for me, this car is unusual. It sits between the regular, obviously the regular 370 and a Nismo. It's got some Nismo parts in it, not the parts that I'd want, like the engine. It's just got the regular engine, so it's down. But it's obviously got more power, enough power than you need, no matter what. Um, some things that I will say, the uh, these wheels, uh, what I consider to be maybe an acquired taste, one might say. Um, yeah, they're cool. I, I don't mind them. I'm, don't, I'm just not a fan of the red. That's mm. what I worry about. Really? Why? Um, it, it matches the paint job. I just, I think that it just is, that's going to be where you're going to curve your wheel. And that's going to be exactly where you hit it, and it's going to show oh, up. Oh, okay. Well, you got to be careful, James, when you. Well, drop. I don't do that, but uh, I just, don't, I just don't like the. I mean, if it was without the red, I think it'd look better for me, which is the silver and the black. That's from my perspective. The okay. Nismo rendering had the red, red uh, rims too. Oh, it did. In, oh. in Sam's report, yeah. Yeah. Well, they they usually have the red stitching on many things on the Nismo side. Mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, the car. And you have a six-speed manual, right? James. No, I don't have a six-speed. Oh, I've got the seven-speed automatic. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> why even? Why even test ride this? <laughs> I mean, look, Sam, it's rather oh. either me, but um, I mean, let's be honest. Um, the livery's a throwback to the BRE, which is fun. exactly right. Um, they've got to try and push something in us before they have to, I mean, they've done nothing with this car over many, many years. The only thing it races is obviously in the Formula Drift series with Chris Forsberg using it. Um, it's, they've had to do something to tie this over before the Proto Z. So this is their last throw and said, well, it, I, 
guessing it doesn't cost too much money to do this and have the design team work on something and put it together, but then not too much that you have to disrupt the Nismo line to be able to do that. And you don't want to cannibalize those sales. So it kind of fits in between the two. I mean, it's, I like the spoiler on the back. I think this is a very good angle of the car. The, like the little duckbill kind of spoiler I've got going on. Um, obviously, if I was getting it, I'd want to get the six-speed manual with the rev synchro match they have um, to do a bit less of the heel and towing and just let the car do the work. Oh, yeah, I love that thing. I love it. What, what does the anniversary uh, – what is the difference between the stock uh, 370Z and the anniversary Z? You're looking at it. Well, what is it? Little is stitchings. Brakes yeah. and uh, – what did you say? Yeah, so it's got the brakes. It's got, I think it's got a little brake suspension, a little a minor suspension adjustment. Okay. And then obviously you've got the newer seats on the inside, which you've got the fancy stitching on. Uh, and this, which is kind of cool. I mean, this inlay says like Nismo Nissan 50 anniversary, which is nice. Okay. Uh, but the seats, and while they are nice, they're not as good as the Recaro seats in the Nismo version. I prefer the Recaros. Okay. okay. Um, well, Recaros are expensive though, but yeah. Yeah, well, that's why Nismo is more expensive than this. So I understand why. But um, I mean, it's it's just it's just showing its age. Let's put it that way. But as I think in regards to this car moving forwards in ten years and in twenty years, this car is going to be a collector's item. That's what I think. I think that this well, car there'll be very few of them for sure. I mean, so they're only they're only making they're only selling what three thousand. I think. That's right. They're limited. Yeah. Yeah. So I think this will be a collector's car. Mm -hmm. going forwards in the future yeah mark my words i think yeah. this compared to a nismo of the same year will be more expensive than a nismo very yeah, sure in be. a few years time yeah, we'll, we'll see in pod speed episode 3000 if uh, 300 300 <laughs> hosted, hosted by our kids <laughs> no i'll still be here sam kicking and streaming but uh, <laughs> i mean i uh it's it's still a nice car. It's a good size. I like it because of the size of the car. It fits nicely in the garage uh, rather than some of the longer ones, if you know what I mean. So, uh, I mean, and obviously with the Proto-Z being sort of based on this platform, it's a good size to go with. Um, and it is nice on the inside. feels good. It feels snug. While it does have a CD player that I don't really need, um, and it's sort of back to basics where there's no big screens anymore, it's kind of unique. It's sort of a throwback car of sorts, yeah. which is why I think it will be a collector's item. Well, we make fun of it now a little bit. I think down the line, this will be the one to watch. Awesome. Yeah. No, I agree with you. Like these anniversary editions, you know, they, they're, I think they, they grow in value like later on, as you say, mm -hmm. like right Especially now. Especially if the car, car, the car model continues, you know? Yeah. You know, yeah. For like 30, 20, 30 years, mm -hmm. 40 years. Yeah. So, but the 50 years is pretty, pretty impressive, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, it's, it's cause it's like a legacy project, right? Yeah. So yeah. it's not like, you know, you, you buy it to go, you know, racing or anything. So I, I kind of understand what they did. You know, it's more, mostly aesthetics, you know, yeah. more of a collector's yeah. item, right? You collect it, you, you put it away and, you know, you, you see, you, you see it grow, you know, <laughs> grow older. Yeah. But I would say that I prefer the silver and black over the white and red. Oh, me my too. Preference. Yeah, me too. I, I think like someday it. I'm going to buy this car at, and restore it and put something in it and call it the Toro Z, not the Fugu Z. <laughs> Toro, which is even more expensive, you know. Toro? Toro, Toro Z. Yeah. Toro, Z. <laughs> Toro Z. Because it's red, right? 
red yeah. and white kind of, you know, with the magic. So, okay, it wasn't as clever as I thought it was. <laughs> and that that was one that was better worked better in your head, Sam. As yeah, I know. That was Sometimes you've got to think with the inside uh, voice. Uh, yeah, inside I, I, voice. I could have refined a little better. <laughs> okay, cool, James. Right. Uh, cool, James. Thank you very much. It looks like we could read the write up on it. On oh wait, do we even have that site up yet? Oh, Carl? we will, we are working on it. I just like slacked my guys. They're like working on it as we speak. Uh, the 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 blog on gtchannel.com will be back very shortly. And well, I think they, features we're talking features. about days here. We're talking about yeah, we are, That's what you well, said last time. Yeah, but they, they will be able to read it on nobreaking.com, Sam. That's for sure. Oh, there you go. Like, where they can find there. Go where there. they can find some great articles on the Miata RF and also the Lexus RX450 Hybrid and the road trip stories, which are the most recent ones on there. He's, uh, James McKeown is like a multimedia. He's like the king of all. He's like the Howard Stern of uh, just all media platforms. Good He's man. everywhere. He's yeah. everywhere. Um, everywhere and nowhere at the same time. <laughs> and Taro, I, obviously you don't have much today, right? You're, you're just, you're, you're getting the, because you've been so busy getting those guys to put up that blog feature site. Yeah, I'm going to pass today. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Just go to gtchannel.com, gtchannel, YouTube, check out our new videos. We have a new video with JDM Masters. We will review that on our next show. Uh, we visited Mines uh, Motorsports in Yokosuka. Um, it's a great one. So go check it out on GT Channel. Uh, James? Well, I mean, obviously you'll see my review up probably uh, this weekend on the Zedka, uh, the 370 50th anniversary. Um, maybe there's a still a possibility we might do some video footage of that car. Who knows? Oh, cool. Things might happen. Never know with these games. But uh, until then, no, no. Keep your eyes peeled for NoBreaking.com and NoBreaking on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Okay, and I'm kind of I'm still putting some uh, re, uh, refining and retuning my next novel. So it's getting close, getting close to being done. Uh, if for those guys who you don't who don't know the main character's name is max koga and he's going to be a badass so hopefully uh be on the just, for that oh and james just, uh, just to know you know the i had those chapters on the um on my uh, website there you know the first uh, there there are there are differences there have been changes so it'll should it'll be it'll uh, there'll be some changes there so okay Let's well there was one right. change that you and i talked about in particular sam that I oh, had to be it, warranted oh that james will stay that unlike the playstation 5 uh, fia uh, 4 fiasco that change will stay don't worry there will be a there will be uh, a couple people represented in there in that book no 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 i'm just saying remember that i would we could talk about this offline sam because i okay. don't want to spoil it for okay, anyone so else anyways that is everyone. our 30th thanks for 30th, watching uh talk <laughs> Talk to you guys in a couple of weeks. See you. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.